Right. Say what's up, man? We just kicked off another great real life street stars interview. New year, uh, new questions, uh, new building. Twenty twenty three. Guess who on up? Me, Charles the White, man. We talked about TikTok. Uh, we talked about everything. Uh, yeah, we talked about some everything, man. Uh, TikTok. Uh, what else we talk about? Uh, TikTok. Uh, <laughs> man, just go get it, man, and see, man, and uh, get the premium where they gotta pay for it first. They get the whole thing without the cussing and all that, and then you get the edit version if you don't want to pay for it. Cause they said they changed the rules on YouTube, y'all. So, so yeah, they got to make it right. Uh, so y'all got to make it right so we can keep it right and keep it tight. We out. Real life street stars. Y'all start clapping right now. Hold on. We in here with the heavyweight champion. The heavyweight. Knocking these rappers out one say, by one. Say, I quit these niggas. I called the niggas and say, I ain't doing no more real life street stars no more. Oh, let's talk about it. I told that him nigga that. called me Ed Jonathan. Before we talk about it, mind you, uh, this is the first interview we had in 2023. Mind you, we brought you in. 2022, we brought in our first Charles White interview. Oh, for real? Yes, that was our first interview. In January 1st, we dropped that 2022. Here's our first interview 2023. Now, mind you, this interview not might have happened. It might not have happened. Yeah, uh, I said, man, listen. I clicked on this motherfucker and I seen Mark Cuban. Mm. I said, God damn. Mm. Boy, them niggas got Mark Cuban. <laughs> I ain't seen now, nigga, get a bill, you know, white man, sports owner, team owner. God damn, them nigga got my boy, them nigga done hit it big. Ooh. I'm watching that goddamn interview. Boy, they finna ask him about it. <laughs> they say y'all, they finna ask Mark Cuban about it. What's going on? Man, they ain't asking about it. Oh, man, they ain't said nothing. <laughs> hey, what? Nothing? Oh, boy, I thought about it for two days. Then all of a sudden I look and see King Shoe motherfucking ass. <laughs> a nigga ain't got a goddamn thing going on but to talk about Charleston White. Now on the surface of it, you know, they say, hey, this somebody y'all should interview. I already know they done played on y'all for the nigga. I said, man, this a bullshit interview. This nigga ain't got nothing to talk about. But in the back of my mind, Boy, them niggas had Mark Cuban. Boy, them niggas finna, boy, them niggas finna be big. Next time, before you finna see them niggas at the marriage game, all kind of shit. <laughs> say. What? Say, man. Uh, say. <laughs> man, I just want to say, man, I'm, man uh, I, I ain't doing no more real life street stars interview. That was what, his call what, to me. <laughs> what, 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 what's going on? What, 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 what's going on? They, I mean, yeah, nah, man, y'all got this nigga on there, man. Uh, this nigga ain't doing nothing but talking about me, but y'all get Mark Cuban on there. So, I was upset that me and y'all wouldn't bring me up to Mark Cuban. Boy, y'all done brought me up to everybody but the billionaire. Hey, man, what you think about Charles? I said, God damn, man. I was mad and I was hurt. Hold on, but in defense, right? I, because I asked you, if we were to have that conversation off camera, would it, would it mean the same? Oh. Uh, because it's uh, not like we don't know him. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> uh, no, it would have the same in my mind. If y'all didn't know, if y'all didn't. 
Mm. Uh, but then I said, nigga, you and your feelings. So then the Dewberry interview come out. Wait, 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 wait. Before the Dewberry, with Mark Cuban, do you do you feel he knows you? Yeah, yeah, he know me. And uh, you do you feel he, do you feel he highly favors your content? Uh, I'm, I'm just assuming. No, 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 no. I know the white boy don't like my content. Oh, uh, uh, no, he can't. Uh, he could admire some things about the character, mm. uh, but the content he can't gravitate towards. Uh, he'll be a you know, businessman. Uh, the shit that I'm speaking to is the shit that I'm speaking to and toward is for uh, the minds in the ears of the dumb pole ghetto niggas. So, uh, turn that shit down is what his ears would be saying. <laughs> so, wait, so if he shitted on you, what would you have said if he would just say, ah, oh, hell, no, if he just hated your whole, just hated your whole aura and just went, uh, went in on you and just like, uh, hell, like, he's bad for us. Uh, that wouldn't have nothing to do with nothing. Uh, <laughs> that he, he, he got a right to that. Yeah, he's entitled to that. That would have uh, been awesome, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he's entitled to that. But just to hear the perspective, mm. uh, just just to hear the perspective, and 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 whatever criticism, constructive criticism may have came out, uh, would have been well received. Yeah. Uh, the next one we're gonna definitely bring you up. Uh, uh, <laughs> we 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 we, up. we 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 talked to king. We talked to king and queen. Talk right. Uh, but. Only certain men throughout life will, will ever get a, a king's ear. He a king, homie. Not many average Joe men will ever have a voice that will reach and get the president's attention, let alone Jerry Jones, Mark Cuban. Uh, so, uh, yeah, nigga. So when we get Jerry Jones in here, like, what do you want us to ask him? Uh, <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's, it's y'all platform. But let me just say this, homie. Uh, y'all got a light that y'all can shine on anybody <laughs> and get the attention of a billionaire. Because just say he says something negative. I know one of y'all going to say, well, he does do community work. Have you looked into his community? Right. You already know that's going to be the, the, right. the counter, right? Uh, yeah, that's going to be the rebut. So if he hadn't known, the rebut is going to cause him to, as well as not only, not, not, not only just him alone, he's a river. He's a source, right? So when he's at his billionaire friend's houses, yeah, man, I was on real life street stars. Y'all opened me up to his audience too. So if you don't, if you don't mention nobody around here, homie, then how will his people get to know what's going on around here if y'all don't shine the light on? Hey, have you heard about this? So it ain't just about having him asking him about what he's doing. It's about shining the light on anything y'all want to pick around here to if nothing else. Open a gate for his audience because his people go watch that interview. They normally probably wouldn't ever watch a real life Street Stars interview until he came and sat down. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. nigga, that's an opportunity. Say, hey, you know about this guy that does community work? I know he's an asshole, but this is what he really works. So just say, just say, just say he looks and say, oh man, oh that's pretty interesting. 
I know somebody that lives over here that can, you, you, exactly. you never know what connections you, you can bring, homie. Uh, that's some game I picked up from Dick Gregory. So mm. I'm sitting back saying, man, if these niggas can attract a billionaire, imagine what else they can attract. Mm. That's real. That's yeah, real. So when you get him here, nigga, don't let it be all about him and what he done did and what he done built and his thoughts and his plan. Hey, do you know about this? It's in, you can point at anything around here, oh, yeah. any, any local rapper. So that's my beef with the radio stations. They don't shine the light on nothing around here. Mm. That's what no 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 major platform, homie, shines the light on nothing around here, nigga. So sometimes I just pick fights with shit around here so we can shine light on it. <laughs> nice. Hey, there you go. That's strategic. Sometimes I just fuck with people, homie, just to shine light on shit. I ain't I don't know shit. I just go to fucking with a motherfucker, homie, just 'cause they from around here. <laughs> fuck right. these local ass rappers just to make them start looking at these local ass rappers around here. Hey, use your platform. Yeah, nah, I, feel it. I play these niggas song, man. It's trash, but it, it, it's a method to the madness. Uh, uh, my platform ain't about me. So, uh, so, so, would you not say that uh, that's just a part of growth, right? It is. And, and so, your approach, you you did say that in in defense, you did say that on the phone. Hey, you could have done this, yeah. But I'm not, you know, well, messing with well, you guys. I'm, I'm watching y'all grow too, homie. Right. Oh, uh, oh, uh, you know, some people think. I, I read the comments. So some people think, uh, well, y'all talking over the person. Well, let them talk. Well, I watch y'all grow. But not only did I watch y'all grow, I watched the platform grow. Right. So even though I'm saying, man, I ain't fucking with these niggas no more. Uh, here come the Dewberry interview. Uh, I watched journalism. I watched journalism during the Dewberry interview. Uh, that interview could have went Three different ways. Uh, y'all made it a great interview. Uh, y'all didn't take it to no bullshit. Uh, I said, that's, that's, that's growth and development. Uh, so now I'm feeling fucked up. My spirit feeling fucked up. Uh, that's the good side of a person. Those are, your, those are the convictions of a man. So now I'm feeling convicted. Saying, man, them really your little partners, homie. You fuck with them niggas. Uh, in you and your feelings. You know what I'm saying? You you and your feelings. Uh and they ain't, you know, they ain't they ain't done nothing wrong, homie. It's it's a platform. And and, and platforms, uh, uh platforms shouldn't shouldn't be attached to friendships. Nigga, this a job we doing. Right. <clears throat> yeah, this is this a job we doing, homie. Uh so yeah, nigga, I I, I said, nah, homie, y'all, y'all, y'all uh, y'all all right. Yeah, I was also going to say, like, you know how, like, maybe like the Charleston White interviews or the, you know, the the interviews like that get the highest views. But we do lawyers. We've done councilmen. But those obviously don't get the views. And we've done interviews like this, like the Dewberry, where we get people's story, but they don't ever see those. Right. So they critique only the ones at the top, if that you're, makes any sense. Well, that's 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 your audience. That's that's the demographics that that, that you guys serve. Your demographics don't want to hear. uh from a, a, a congressional a senator. Uh, they don't want to hear from a judge. Uh, they don't want to hear from a mother who, who lost their son and, and she's still dealing with the pain of, of losing a son. They want to hear the bullshit uh, because the bullshit sells. Uh, and so uh, uh, supply and demand. <laughs> <laughs> Supply and demand. So uh meet your demand, homie. Yeah, meet you know, your demand. 
as we sit here and talk about this, you know, you just opened my mind a little bit because I didn't even think about because we mentioned we literally asked anybody who come and sit on this couch about you. And we didn't ask him for whatever reason. He a billionaire. Niggas overwhelming. You man, you you, right. you clean up, you straighten up, you get professional. Right. Niggas mark you. No, right. I understand. No. Nigga, I understand. But you know, as value goes, I feel like y'all are on the same plane. You may not have a billion dollars, but you definitely have a billion dollar voice. Yeah. So I put when I see a Mark Cuban interview and a Charleston White interview, I value it as the same. Oh, uh, well, just uh, this is what I want everybody to focus on what I said earlier. The average man don't get the ear of a king. Yeah. I want to see if we had his ear, homie. That's real. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah. one no, one thing I will say is uh and this is just goes to how you know us speaking, you know, we have words, you say, hey, you express your opinion, you know, you brought it right to the horse's mouth. Yeah. Say, hey, I didn't like that y'all king shoe, whatever whatever it was, like, hey, I don't like this or that. And then we have a dialogue, we respect each other, all right, you know, of course we'll get back to it. And then we're able to get back on the phone and say, hey, let me tell you exactly where I was coming from. We listen, we tell you where, how we're, where we're coming from, you listen, and then we're able to sit back right here. If only more problems yeah. could be solved, where cooler heads get resolved. You and that's one thing put, I want to take from that, you know. Uh, how many of us got a sibling, homie? Uh, I think all of us got uh, siblings. For, for, so, so we grew up with a person, right? Uh, at least three months out of a year, you don't like your sibling. Nah, he's a three months out of a year. At least three months out of a year, man. Y'all like your sibling, yeah, man. Y'all get into it, might not talk for two weeks. Uh, at, at some point, Christmas come your, around. At, at some point throughout your life, uh, if you're honest with yourself, you don't like your parents. You feel like you don't. You don't answer. They look at the phone. Oh. Hello. Yeah. So. Uh, at some point in time, if you're honest with yourself, you look at your children and you don't like your children. You don't like the attitude. You don't like the sad. You, so, uh, but you find some kind of way to work past that those feelings uh, because you value this. Uh, now, homie, I, I value what we have. Uh, it's a lot of shit I don't value. I can say fuck it and walk away from it and be wrong in a motherfucker and have, have never have no convictions about it. Uh, but that's how you know if you're wrong, homie. You feel convicted. You, you feel, that's how you know you're wrong about something without somebody saying, man, you wrong. It's something you tell you wrong before somebody even have to say you wrong. You see what I'm saying? So uh, th those are your convictions. And so nah, homie, uh, yeah, I was convicted. And so uh, I, I'm a man who, who, who acted out of his conviction. Thanks. You said something in uh, past interviews, and it was about agenda. Yeah. Right? I was just real curious, because that really hit me. Like, what is your agenda? Uh, my, my, my agenda is to, to allow my, my gifts so right, uh, I never knew I was, uh, I never knew I was funny. The internet uh, showed me my gifts. Uh, I knew the gift of gab was a gift. 
But I didn't know it was this kind of gift. Uh, I thought the gift of gab had to be lying, cunning, preaching, and persuading people and tricking people. Uh, I didn't know just talking could get could get money, right? So majority of the money that I make, homie, uh, I use it to take care of people, to help people. Uh, most of the money I get, I give away. Mm. Uh, that's my agenda. Uh, I never stop helping people, homie. I never stop helping kids. Uh, the only reason I help grown folk because they got kids. Yeah. Uh, but now that that that's my agenda. Uh, in the shine of light on on what's fucking us up. Yeah. So if you notice, I always motherfuckers say, man, all he do is talk about black people because I'm talking about what's fucking us up. That's all he do is put black people down because I'm talking about what's fucking us up. And that's all I focus on. Uh, man, man, my agenda is to shame the shit that's fucking us up, homie. I'm gonna shame niggas. I'm gonna shame the nigga that's behind on child support that still go to the club and throw money. Mm. I'm gonna shame the nigga that done killed people, nigga, and, and, and done time in prison, and all he got is street cred. I'm gonna shame them niggas, homie, into being quiet and getting out the way so other men can come forward and be seen and be admired and clap for. Uh, I want the regular working nigga uh, to get a, a birthday party and a Father's Day gift like they do to welcome home niggas coming home from prison. I, I want the, the good kid, uh, if he get killed, to get the same kind of funeral that uh, the killer gets, like J-Dub. J-Dub had two caskets, mm. and he was known for killing and shooting. He had two caskets, and they were, they was draped up pretty. Uh, Lil Truman killed a a uh, 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 seven-year-old girl, he shot up a, a child's birthday party and stopped six. All the Truman Street blood niggas went down on his execution day, took pictures in the blood, red uniform. That blood nigga walked it all the way to the graveyard and he killed the baby. He had a celebratory funeral. So I, wanna, I, I, I want our uncles and our fathers who got off drugs or uh, who got their life together. I want them to have them kind of funerals when they go. So that's what I'm trying, that's my agenda, homie. To bring back the goodness, homie, and, and to our people. I, I'm becoming the change that I want to see. I ain't, I ain't on the internet complaining about it, homie. I became the change that I want to see in the black community. A nigga that'll call the police, tell on a nigga that's wrong, <laughs> fuck you, bitch ass nigga. Say, bitch, sit down. You ain't no woman. How you doing, ma'am? Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Say, nigga, y'all chill. That's a lady. Yeah, bitch, fuck you, hoe. We talk like that to the bitches in the hole. When that woman come, we straighten up. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Now, nah, homie, pull your pants up. The little girl right there, nigga. Your dick print showing, nigga. Nah, homie, we gotta check that shit. Say, look out, homie. My daughter's standing right here. Say, look at homie, this, this woman got her kids right here, man. Your booty and your dick showing. Come on, homie, pull your pants up. Yo, her height is looking yo out of eye dick ass. Come on, homie, don't do our Come on, homie. We got to check that shit, nigga, and be willing to die for it. Basically, you the, uh, you the 2056 suburban black man? Oh, uh, 
I'm the male version of Dolores C. Tucker. I don't know. They was they used to hate her. Ass. They hate me. They hate me. They used to hate the Lord. I, I, I hate her. But see, but see, these are my convictions as a grown person, homie. Right. See, motherfuckers don't know what my convictions are, right? Nigga, I hated Dolores C. Tucker because Tupac said Dolores C. Tucker, you're a motherfucker. Right. So it made so I went and looked up. Right. <laughs> Tupac so, made me not like her. Right. Tupac made me not like Jay-Z. Biggie. Nas, I've never liked the New York rapper because of Tupac. It's a lot of kids that have never liked what NBA young boy don't like. I see it online, homie. Until they grow up one day and realize, I know better. Nigga, I was, nigga, nigga I just, nigga, it was, I was damn near 30 before I started fucking with Jay-Z. <laughs> it, took, it, took, it took Pim C. Neal to go over there and fuck with him. Right, 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 right. <laughs> nah, for but, real. But, but that's because I'm brainwashed by the culture. Nobody's sitting me down as a man, homie. They say, nigga, you don't like what another nigga like just because he like it? Because you like him? You don't like what another nigga don't like just because you like this nigga? Yeah, cause my homeboy don't like a nigga mean I got to, I don't like him, but that's our mindset. Just because my rapper don't like this rapper, I ain't gonna I homie. Yeah. Man, um <laughs> you have a a snippet of of some of your audio that was going live on TikTok. And um you said, good morning, nigga. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't nobody love you enough to cook you niggas no breakfast. You ain't even had breakfast. And you know, I heard that, right? And I was like, damn, I ain't had no fucking breakfast this morning. And it made me think really like. Those are, that's that you're being convicted. Right. It, it made me really think like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> why don't I eat breakfast in the morning? Like, why, why don't I, I have nobody that love me that cook breakfast? Well, Where, well this, is my, this is my agenda behind that. Yeah. We're, I was taught and I was, I've always heard that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So oh, yeah. if you're not eating breakfast, uh, if you're not eating breakfast, where do your day, where do your energy come from? At some point, you running out of gas. And you ain't, you ain't at your best if you ain't had breakfast. Yeah. So if, if that's the most important meal of the day, why ain't nobody in the household making sure somebody in the house got breakfast for everybody? If it's the most important meal of the day. And if we be real, nigga, we ain't gonna eat lunch. I keep so we waking our kids up, rushing them out the household to go eat <laughs> the school food, right. which is below the nutritional charge. Which is below the nutritional charge. And they ain't getting full. And most of us rely. Most of us rely, most of our children rely on themselves to give themselves breakfast. And what they gonna put in there? Number sugar. Best. Mm. No fruit, no nothing. So I'm saying, man, how can we be a healthy race of people mentally? Nigga, if we ain't getting breakfast, nah, how what... can a nigga be mentally at his best if he ain't eating breakfast? Nigga, that's right. Man, shit. Food for so, thought. nigga, that's how I'm beating these niggas. 
Man, the nigga want to kill me, can't beat me. He got to eat breakfast. Nigga, it starts with breakfast. Yeah. And I ate before you, nigga. Man, listen, all my life I've been eating breakfast. I don't know not to not eat breakfast. These niggas just wake up mad. I heard nigga wake up and say, man, I don't like to eat breakfast. What? How are you smart, nigga? How is your brain functioning at its highest level if you don't get the most important meal of the day? You can eat breakfast, nigga, and be good all day. Nigga, come on. But you cannot eat breakfast and be good all day. Yeah, nigga went to sleep on that water burger. So when I'm saying that, uh, yeah, I'm saying it fucked up. But nigga, I'm teaching him, and I'm I'm putting the the, the medicine in the candy. Nah, because you definitely made me think about rethink some shit that was going on in yeah. my life in so, the morning for sure. Now, now we say we love these kids in the house, mm-hmm. but we ain't getting the most important meal of the day. But we say we love them. Mm. Pop tart here. Shit, nigga, you can't love them. You love yourself. <laughs> hey, food for thought for real. Now, Charles, I gotta ask. Uh, you mentioned the Dewberry interview, and thank you for you know uh, just the recognition. Top, top five, top five, top, top five, five of twenty twenty two. Top five, year twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Top now, five. Now we have you in here, and I want you to kind of just confirm a story he said, and just kind of your perspective. Um, uh, y'all was in TYC together. Yeah, you was about to get out, and uh, he was possibly about to get out within a few months as well. And then he said a brawl went down. And they was trying to put you up to I where- I wasn't going nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, yeah. What was, what was, what uh, happened right then and there? Oh, uh, man, man, let me just say this, homie. Yeah. Uh, nigga, Dewberry had a better chance going home uh, than, than I did. God damn. Uh, I hadn't done nothing positive there, my nigga. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I got my GED. Okay. Uh, I completed a, a chemical dependency treatment program, dorm eight for nine months. Uh, homie, it wasn't no kid like me though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was some, it was some dangerous niggas. So you had a nigga named Marcus Wright. He come from Brownwood. That nigga had a three month sentence on a on a on a vandalizing charge. That nigga turned three months in the years. That nigga hit a nigga in the head with the big forty five pound weight bar. Uh, so he turned that three months <laughs> into a two to four year sentence over here with Giddens. He was a big old nigga. He wouldn't fight no no stupid. Most niggas were scared of him, but he jumped on staff. But he was an intimidating nigga. Had big old man nigga, with, and, he, and he looked crazy. Big nigga. They called him Cadillac. Man, most niggas were scared of him, homie. Uh, when I got there, man, I was one of the smallest kids there, and and, and and it was from ages twelve to twenty one. You get out at twenty one. Homie, back then, nigga, the, the 17 and 19-year-old nigga looked like NFL football player. Them niggas were big, homie. Oh. <laughs> uh, at the time, gangbanging just starting to jump off. Nigga, this whole facility is, is say, homie, this bitch rocking and rolling. We the worst kids in the state. Ain't no thieves. Ain't no robbers. Uh, it's capital murder. Murder. Attempted capital murder, attempted murder, arson, rape, and child molestation, and kidnapping. Mm-hmm. All considered youthful, violent, youthful offenders. Uh, the minimum was two to four. Mm-hmm. The maximum was 40 years. So if some niggas had murder cases, had two to four, meaning they would minimally do two, but they can stay to four. But nigga, they can also keep you till you're 21 past them four years. 
So then you can be 14 and thinking you go do your two to four and get out at 18 and be fucking up. And nigga, they keep you to you. You, you do a 21 cop out. So I had a 12 year sentence. Uh, I, I did right at seven years. So nigga, by the time I left, I had been locked up in, in the Texas Youth Commission longer than any kid in, in the state. Yeah. I grew up there. Uh, now, homie, uh, my uncles and, and, and my male cousin prepared me for prison. Uh, yeah, my uncle Curtis used to tell me so many prison stories, homie. So uh, I grew up believing we was going there anyway because I wanted to be a man. So uh, even in elementary, homie, we were practicing our walks in, in prison uh, because this is this is the this practicing is the, how you walk. Yeah, how you gonna walk around a prison? As, as, as any nigga in there, nigga, I had the coldest walk they had ever seen as a young nigga <laughs> because we had been practicing. And, and because man, let me let me tell you how, how powerful our culture is. So I'm born in 1977. When I'm born, I'm born during the black exploitation era. Very true. Nigga, this is when nigga pimping and horn Mac. Is, 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 is like Superfly. This is pimping and horn. Nigga, everybody, this is that, this is our culture at the time. Yeah. Uh by the time. I'm starting to understand and can remember life. We're in the 80s, right? So, so from the black exploitation era, nigga, here come crack, the crack era. But I'm not in the hood to see this. It's all on television, but I got uncles and aunties who I, I'm, I got access to. My uncle pimp, my auntie them on crack over here in the hood. Niggas, sometimes uncle stay with her. When Ainy get out of jail and Uncle Curtis, they come stay with her because my mom's the backbone of the family. So she's the she's the nurture of the family. So she nurturing all the dope people in the family who coming to steal from her. And so I'm I'm seeing that through that, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, nigga, we grew up wanting to be pimps. Mm. Superfly, the Mac. We grew up, uh, we grew up wanting to be pimps, homie. That's why pimping is big and certain North Dallas nigga, nigga trying to pimp his kids. Mm. Uh, slapping a woman in the mouth was cultural because of that. Backhanding her. Right. Back, nigga, we, yeah, little boys doing that. Uh, when you find like a dolomite isn't, well, that, that, that's later. Well, that's later. well, well, <laughs> well, well, the dolomite area, nigga, we doing white folks bad. We doing white girl high dolomite doing yeah. I mean, when we get when we get access to white folk, we like dolomite. Yeah. Uh, so then as we as we begin to grow up as kids, we unless our parents are on drugs, we don't know nothing about crack and drug addicts. So here come the dare program, right? So I'm a, I'm really a, I'm really a good kid, homie. Here come the dare program. We got the Cosby, we got uh, uh, different strokes. We got we got other shows that's trying to balance uh, uh, our culture. But nigga, the reality is we got crack coming up. So we seeing grandma on drugs, we seeing Ain't B on drugs, but we don't know what this is. Now, when the D.A.R.E. program come and show us what it looked like, one day we see at grandmama house, we see crack. Oh man, the Dare program showed up what this shit is. It's that. It's that. So uh by this time, homie, uh our culture is taking such a shift 
So, uh, my uncle Wayne in when been to been to prison. Uh, granddaddy done been to federal prison. Uh, Jeffrey Naki, which is my mom's first cousin, they done been to jail. Uh, uh, Uncle Curtis coming out of jail and, and mama trying to help Aunt B get off drugs. So here come Uncle Curtis, the cool gangster street uncle with the chucks, starts earning every day. He in the house. So this is where a lot of, of, of wrong seeds and bad seeds get sown. That bullshit uncle, that part-time boyfriend that Annie got that the kids think cool. He might be around six, nine months. And that six, nine months between him seeing the gun, sagging the pants, saying this, saying that, nigga, he done sold some seeds that's gonna grow. Yeah. So you picking this up. So guess what, nigga? Uncle Curtis sitting down, earning the motherfucking pan, putting that stay flow and starch on him. Nigga telling me all the prison stories, making it sound bravado, like the rappers make that shit sound appealing. Nigga, I thought that was the shit. Going to prison. Uh, so now, shit, nigga, him and ain't be hustling, but nigga, they going down to the store to go steal cartons of cigarettes. Nigga, ain't beating them the reason they got them cartons of cigarettes up there, because they used to be on this side of the counter. Man, ain't beating them go been down there, one up there stealing the shit out of them goddamn cigarettes. Mm -hmm. See, so uh, as a kid, homie, they, they showing, you, you picking up on this shit. So, all your uncles done been to jail. They come home, they some hell of a niggas. And you seeing how people treat them. Nigga, you want that. Ain't nobody telling you this ain't the way. Yeah. Nigga, you want that. Especially when you see them come out that room with them goddamn trash bags of money. <laughs> Shit. And then when y'all have a family reunion, they have a family get together. And you see how all the family running up to and talk. So you sitting as a kid seeing how they treat this nigga that's like this. So that's your, that's what you want as a kid. So, so nigga, uh, uh, so now you got the 80s, right? 85, 86, 87. We coming out of the black exploitation era. Nigga, y'all forgot about we had penitentiary with two sweet. Penitentiary one, penitentiary two, penitentiary three. So now you got the penitentiary movies. We watching this shit as kids, nigga. Just like a kid will watch Frozen a thousand times and can sing every song on Frozen. We watching these movies, nigga, and can repeat everything on now. So, nigga, I already know what to do when I get here. I done seen all the movies, talked to all the niggas that done been. So, I got to practice what I'm going to do when I get there. I know that walk. Oh, uh, uh, nigga, my say, homie, uh, uh, let, let me just say this. Uh, I'm an actor uh, when, when it's a crowd. And, 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 and I learned to do that as a kid. I always wanted to be an actor. Uh, I, could, I could dance real good. Uh, my mom and them used to try to put me on like Star Search and putting on the hits. Uh, I used to perform for the family. So now I can act, right? Uh, uh, that was my stage for six and a half years, homie. And and I I was acting, I was pretending. Uh and 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 I became one of the worst kids at that facility. I wasn't the toughest, but you wouldn't go touch me. You would you wouldn't even you nigga, you would secretly talk about doing something to me. So when I saw that king shooting nigga up there, homie, by the time he got there, I was already I was already at three years. He was a little buddy. 
He was on Cell May. Cell May was a dorm where all the little boys went to. Nigga, I went to the worst dorm on campus on four. Nigga, they was on lockdown. They were hitting each other in the head with locks. Nigga, I was on, then they shipped me to six, six, worst dorm it was. The staff was run off over there, homie. Uh, say, homie, uh, you wouldn't tell them. Homie, nigga wouldn't, homie, listen. Uh, so this was my this was my plan. So when I went to the sanction, Brownwood Sanction Union, I think we stayed over there for maybe two or three weeks. Nigga, when I got my time, the last thing my brother, you gotta think, homie, my brother got a 99-year prison sentence for murder at 17. Uh, he had already been to Brownwood State School twice. And they've been to Gainesville State School twice. Him and Dewberry Big Brother was in Gainesville together. Cornelius, they know each other. Nigga, my brother is an institution nigga. Nigga, you think he ain't taught me how to handle this shit? So I'm a tough little nigga out here already. Nigga, I'm, nigga, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bad little nigga. Uh, and I, I was just brave. I was a brave heart. Uh, so, nigga, my brother, last words to me was, that nigga was crying with tears in his eye. That nigga said, and he said it from my mama, grandmama, everybody. That nigga crying, he said, Blue, when you go down there, you better not let them niggas punk you. I'm thinking to myself, nigga, I'm tougher than you. Now, my brother bad motherfucker. I'm thinking to myself, nigga, I'm tougher than you. Because he don't know, nigga, because he been gone in the state school, nigga. He don't know. I'm a, I'm a tough little nigga, homie. Oh. Uh, no, nigga, when I got down there, nigga, first thing I did, nigga, it's, it's a nigga named DeAndre Murray out of Fifth Ward. Uh, nigga, DeAndre was the hardest fighting little nigga out there. Nigga had a weed game out there, his mother, man. Nigga fight out to Dina Block Crip uh, out of Houston. Uh, me and him on 4B together. All the other little niggas kind of scared of him. And all the big OG niggas, he was, the, he was their favorite. Nigga, I became the big homie's favorite, homie. Uh, for my mama's birthday, nigga, I had been there. Let me see, I got there. November the 5th, 1991. Uh, nigga, January, nigga, on Martin Luther King's birthday, which, on Martin Luther King holiday, which so happened to be my mother's birthday, uh, nigga, me and DeAndre kick off a race ride. Nigga, we just go up front, just me and him by ourselves, nigga, just go jump on Michigan. Two months in. Yeah, two months in. Uh, uh, nigga, after that, I split a Michigan eye open with some batteries. Uh, I wasn't in the gang yet. Uh, but nigga, we were racist back then. Nigga, I was taught to be racist. I, I come out, I don't know nothing about gangbanging. All I know about is don't white folks and Mexicans. Get them! That's all I know. Yeah, I'm yeah, that's all we know, homie. Uh, it wasn't until I got in the boys' home and learned the gangbang. It was always the other races. Everything was about race, homie. Uh, because we're the first generation uh, of kids in America that really got to go to school with white people. Uh, in the 70s and the 80s. But really, us and our mamas them really didn't get to go to school with white people. We did. So, uh, nah, homie, we, we just did. That's what we was taught listening to the old niggas. So that's why a lot of white kids are not really racist. They just regurgitating the bullshit. Mm. I was regurgitating, right? <laughs> uh, so here come, that's why it was so easy to pick up the gang culture. And so that's why it was so easy to turn from the white folks and say, hey, let's get niggas now. And never look at white people, you know what I'm saying? So it was easy to do that because we really wasn't hateful and racist. We hadn't experienced it. So, uh, homie, about, about, about a year and a half in, uh, 
Shit, nigga, I, I, I joined Rolling Sixties, but nigga, they can't, they pick me. I ain't joined. So this happened while you were in jail. Yeah, oh, nigga, okay. uh, I would have joined whatever gang would have came to me. <laughs> I didn't want to be a part of something. Uh, I, I, I was fascinated uh, by the camaraderie. Uh, uh, the everybody got the blue dickies on, the the raw blue shirts. The blue chucks with the nigga, I was fascinated by. And then when they go to the gym, homie, every I was fascinated because it was what I saw on television. It's like it's like television. I was fascinated by that shit, homie. So uh, home by Tom King shooting them got there in '94, '95. Nigga, I'm a big dog. Mm. Nigga, I can't even move my fingers. They'll lock me up. Nigga, I can give a head nod and get a nigga ass jumped on. If you came there home and, and if I didn't like you, nigga, I, nigga, I get you jumped on breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Nigga tries to jump on me with my back turned one time, homie. The suit threat says got him. Homie, that's how powerful, I swear to God. <laughs> nigga, I'm still a legend in that facility, the staff and everybody. If you called and say, hey, y'all know King Shoe, Damon Wilkes, they'll have to ponder. But if I, they say, every, tell me for real. But I was pretending. I had saw all the penitentiary movies. I'm a kid that got to see all the movies. I got to see Uncle So, nigga, I'm just mimicking the shit. Nigga, I don't know nothing about none of this shit. Nigga, my, listen. My first day on dorms, 4B. At the end of the night, it's shower time. So we used to have to get our churl and sit around in a circle. The kitchen boys used to have to go get our clothes out the kitchen, and they come dump all our clean clothes in the middle of the floor. And you had to write your name and back your shirt in your drawer. We wore free world clothes, free world everything during this time. Now, I'm a spa nigga in the free world. We were in Jabos, Elise tennis shoes. At that time, we got the silk polka dot shirts like Kwame and 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 and, we, and niggas was wearing bikini drawers just before boxers, fellas. <laughs> niggas had pretty bikini drawers like the pumps and the bumps MC Hammer video. Niggas had them on. Niggas had them. So I done went down here, nigga, with the motherfucking me silk nylon shirts and everything uh, with them drawers. But I hadn't put my name in them yet. I had just got a visit. Boy, they dumped them drawers out on the floor. Niggas say, who pennies it is? <laughs> They got penny pennies. Well, I'm sitting like a motherfucker. I don't want to play in them draw. You ain't worth draw for two weeks. I had to write home and tell mama to send me some boxer. So now, <laughs> so 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 now, homie, I'm, I'm I'm observing. Okay, Dickies. I'm observing the gang attire. Now I'm writing home saying, Mama, don't send me no more Jabos and silk shirts. I'm saying, give me some blue dickies, some tan dickies, some black dickies, some gray dickies. Mama, just give me the dicky suit. So now, nigga, I'm getting a tire. Cause now I want to fit in. Uh, yeah, yeah, I stopped, uh, I stopped telling mama, uh, 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 I said, mama, don't send me no more BB and CC wine. Cause I used to like BB and CC wine, homie. Uh, I told mama, stop sending me them BB and CC wine and tape. I started asking for rap music. Uh, and my mother was catering to me. Uh, but she don't know, homie, I, I'm taking on these negative attributes of what I'm, I'm exposed to because children mimic what they see and repeat what they hear. Uh, nigga, so I went in at 14. By the time I was, before I even turned 16, homie, I'm cripping now. Uh, 
I finally got the courage to write my mother and say, Mama, I joined the game. I feel like a man now. Wrote Mama my letter. Uh, I crossed out the, all the gang shit that you crossed out. Uh, I told my mama I got the Crip God down because I done heard a nigga talk about the Crip God. Uh, yeah, I'm a stupid ass little boy. <laughs> say, say, man, I done, then I done wrote my mama this bullshit. Boy, and we could call, we could, we could use the phone and, and, and say, boy, I called when mama got that letter. Boy, mama, I said, goddamn phone. I told, could I tell her, mama, call this girl. Mama, call this girl. Mama, call this girl. Boy, mama wouldn't call nobody this time. <laughs> she said, boy, I got your letter. You in the gang, huh? I said, yeah, mama. She said, tell them nigga to buy you some soap then. Don't call and ask me to send you nothing to tell. Boy, boy, that nigga did, but I feel like a man. Yeah. And then when I hung up that phone, nigga, I started crashing out because I felt rejected by my mother. But I was rejecting her too, though. Nigga, I was fucked up, homie. I just wanted to be a part of something. I couldn't play football. I couldn't play basketball. Nigga, I, I feel like this is where I belong. So, nigga, uh, I, I worked uh, like a running back would work to be a great running back. Uh, if I would have joined in the free world, homie, I would have crashed out and done anything for it because I wanted to be great at this shit. Uh, and I find out that uh, I, can, I can act good, but I didn't know I was acting. Uh, I was the best wannabe that a wannabe could be. Uh, and I gotta tell this whole story, homie. Uh, so, nigga, I jump on a nigga named Randy Wurr. So I got a partner named Harvey Hughes. King Shoe is everything Harvey Hughes is. King Shoe is the wannabe of Harvey Hughes. Niggas frown. Every nigga amp fault. Now, King Shoe is a rolling 30. Them nigga came in after us, homie. We picked them little niggas in recruiting. Uh, uh, me and Amp was partners on, on, on 4B, so we, he come in a little bit after me. Uh, yeah, every, every nigga he fought, homie, he broke their nose or their jaw. And he, uh, my nigga was a virgin. Uh, he joined Rolling 30 Crips up under OG Nike. Uh, he put all them niggas down. Uh, King shoot a little homie, homie. He couldn't sit at the table in a circle with us. He was told what to do. I was never told what to do. I was doing the telling. But I was leading, homie. I wasn't just having niggas do nothing, nigga. I was leading. And, and yeah, no, nah, I was leading because I, this is what I thought I wanted to be. So I dove in head first. Them niggas were going to want to go home. I, ain't, I was trying to get to prison because my brother, my homeboy, Jason Anderson, who was a little older than me, had gone to prison like at 17, 18. He would write me from Telford Unit making that shit sound fun. Them niggas them nigga would write me from prison, homie, making that shit sound fun. So the, the, so the people looking at me like, man, this nigga don't care about nothing. Uh, I was just pretending, man. And, 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 and uh, now, nah, homie, a lot of niggas went to prison uh, because they were law to what we was loyal to. They wasn't fighting for me. They wasn't. Now, nah, homie, we were just law to some bullshit. Uh, and, 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 and many niggas' mothers died while they was in prison. Uh, many niggas became different kind of people while they was in prison. Uh, I, I never needed no protection in, in the boys' home, homie. Uh, uh, nigga, I was a monster. 
uh, psychologically, them niggas couldn't have done, they, they couldn't have endured what I endured. It was easy to fight. Nigga, it was easy to fight niggas. Nah, homie, I had this pressure of the system on me. Nah, nigga, uh, I, I, spent, I spent nine months in, in, in a 23-hour lockdown at the age of 15 years old, homie. Sometimes they wouldn't even let me out. Uh, nigga, they would put me in the same cell where my homeboy committed suicide in. And nigga, I, I used to be terrified in that motherfucker. Uh, I'm claustrophobic. Uh, when you want to get out, homie, you can't get out, what do you mentally do as a kid? Ain't no Bible in there. Ain't no Bible in there, nigga. What you, them nigga couldn't take that shit, homie. None of them, homie, I'm not, nah, them nigga couldn't take that shit, homie. No, nah, none of, that nigga ain't never got jumped on by the staff. God, when Dewberry told y'all that story out in the Holland, nigga, this one, Mr. Duffer, Mr. Duffer bigger than, uh, man, Mr. Duffer bigger than a, a defensive end, homie. Big old white, he was a bouncer at a club. These grown men, just, I'm little now, just think how little I was then. This motherfucker was on my back. I'm on my stomach. He pulled my neck all the way back, homie. Ah! Nigga, I'm hollering like a motherfucker. I'm hollering like a bitch. Nigga, they froze my dinner. Put me in the room and shut the water off. Nigga, I'm pissing, but this shit already in that motherfucker. You can't smell it till you're moving around and you got to piss. No mattress, not nah, homie. Them niggas wasn't mentally tough. See, I, had, I got a different kind of mind, homie. So, yeah, no, nah, nigga, I played the fool. Oh, uh, no, nah, them niggas, nah, he just got on here, homie. These niggas just talking. Oh, uh, you can't find a nigga out of that facility, homie. I spent down there seven years with the worst kids in the state who got some of the worst crimes in the history of the state. Nigga, all of them go tell you now. Nah, that nigga Charleston, Nut. Well, that's how I got the name Nut. Yeah, that's how I got the name Nut. Nigga, I don't think nobody, only two niggas tried to jump on me and both of them got halted before they can even touch me. Kareem Ruff and Larry Green and some nigga, uh, I can't even think that that's when the essays got it. But nigga, ain't no nigga ever tried to buck me in there. Nigga, no nigga try to really call my group. I used to tell nigga, say, man, y'all call me. Nah, I'll take that back. Big Pines, Aaron Pines. A uh, big nigga out of Galveston, everybody thought was a blood. He would call our group. But nah, nigga, nigga wasn't fucking with Charleston White. And the staff know it. So this is what they did, homie, because I was so, I, I had so much control. They put me on a dorm with all my enemies. And they moved King Shoe over there with me. When he said we was on the buddy, we wasn't on no buddy pro pass shit, nigga. He was over there with them niggas. And we was our enemies. He was getting along with them niggas. So it was rolling 60s, rolling 30s, uh, East Terrace gangsters, the niggas out of San Antonio. Uh, the Latin Kings were rocking with us at the time. Uh, Al Tadina Block Crip. We were battling the Hoovers, Five Dudes Hoover, the, uh, the Grape Street niggas, uh, the Disciple Folk niggas, uh, and, and then Boxer Joe, the suit three. Uh, yeah, Boxer Joe up out of Corpus Christi and were rocking with us. Uh, who would that do? Oh, and, oh yeah, and we were getting into it with them Trey Five Seven niggas. Uh, nigga, blue, uh, blue hand them was over there getting along with them niggas. Shout out to Greg Henry and Keith Booker them. Nah, nah, nah. The, the, all the enemy was over there, right? So, nigga, on a Sunday, I come through with that walk, and Miss Burnham, Mister Wells, and Mister Davis was sitting at that table. I come through with that walk, boy. They look at me. 
<laughs> that walk. What's that goddamn walk? They look at me. They sick of that goddamn walk. You hear me? Boy, I get back, because I run this shit over here. I run the staff. I run everything over here. Boy, they put me over there with my enemies. Do you think them niggas tried to jump on me? Do you? I'm on, a, I'm on 7B with all my enemies. And they put me in the middle of the floor, homie, where, where every nigga can wake up at nighttime and, and got, got eyes on me. They were psychologically trying to, nigga, I went over there, homie, and my enemies became my friends. Mm. Keith Booker, my enemies, Anthony Lightfoot, all them niggas, homie. Blue Hand and them couldn't do that. They had to kiss now, homie. I became the lead over there. And while I was over there, I kicked off a ride. Nigga, I, I had a whole list. This one go fight this one. This one go fight this one. If he was big, I put two on him. I was like a real general. You play RTS. Homie, I was like <laughs> a real a bullshit. This is wild because you you now you denounce the gang. So yeah. where, where did the shift come from? Because it seemed like you when said you, you know was, better. You do better. I'm a fucking yeah. kid. Yeah. I'm a kid that hurt, angry. I hadn't got healed yet. We all the, we we in the facility to get healed. But I'm bucking the system. I ain't working the program. Now, one thing I have to ask, because King Shu said this. Uh, he said, man, Charleston White was a master manipulator. He tried to manipulate me, but I couldn't, I couldn't be manipulated. I never, so, but listen, so he, yeah. was a, he was a rolling 30. I'm a rolling 60. I ain't got, I don't try to manipulate him. He's a rolling 30. Ampnum got him. He a little homie. Ampnum got, homie, when I left, he was there three years later, still there three years after me. He a little homie rolling 30s. We was allies, homie. Nigga, 60s really ran that bitch. Nigga, the rolling, we really ran that bitch. Homie, I was a great recruiter. Nigga, when OG Zim left, nigga, he left me to call shots. It was niggas on the set before me. This nigga older than me, homie. Nigga, I left me to, nigga, I, I called nigga and, and I, I, uh, I'm reading... I'm a, I'm a reader. So while them nigga playing domino, nigga, I'm back there plotting attacks. Seeing Matt, nigga, when Dewberry say, man, he tell, nah, I'm not dude, you figure it go, you chill, homie. Nigga, we kick, nigga, why, man, we kick off a ride so motherfucking, uh, I don't even, I don't even think Blue Hand and them got put on, nigga, all the big dog got put on the 30-day program. Say, homie, I was in every major Behavior modification program that got to do with locking a kid up, homie. I really should be crazy. Homie, because they kept isolation lock up. Homie, them nigga got man, he got to play football, go off campus. I ain't gonna do none of that. Homie, I couldn't even rub my head. Homie, they'll lock me up because they say I was throwing gang sign. Homie, I couldn't do nothing. Oh uh, nigga, I thought about suicide sometime, but I was too strong to do it. Uh, nigga, they had me seeing psychiatrists. Uh, nigga, I was taking Prozac. Uh, nigga, and even the Prozac, I was like, the shit, why well, wasn't even on it? Fat man, when I look back on that shit, homie, I never was. Nigga, I was, I, the Prozac wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> man, I ain't bullshitting. But I'm acting. So this what happened, homie. The motherfucker, the people who worked on my dorm, they started saying, Man, he playing. Man, one day I was asleep. I was on the loss of privilege, Cal. I was asleep. When I wake up, Miss Wright just staring at me. 
She said, boy, you like a little old baby. But when people heard my name, homie, they talked like I was a little monster. And then I'm getting a visit by my mother every other weekend. Then they see after the end of every one of my visits, my mama praying with me. So many people saying, man, this nigga. So they going to look at my file. Man, the kid come from a good home. Man, this nigga. So homie, they was able to see past this bullshit. That's what saved my life. My, my house parents, homie. Nigga, they moved me. So what happened was they took me from 4B and 6B, which was a gang infested side of the campus and put me on the other side with Mr. Davis and Mr. Tony and Mr. Wells and Mr. Daniels. See, it's mostly, we, it's, it's weak staff over here. They baby me, they let me have my way. Uh, nigga, I run the dorm, but nigga, they put me over here where it was structure, discipline. Nigga, I had to work the program over here, and that's when the change started coming. King shooting them been over here doing good, working the program the whole time, homie. He wasn't no live wire. And when he got to prison, he became a Muslim where he didn't have to gang bang no more. When he went to prison, he put his flag down. My nigga dude didn't put his flag down. A lot of niggas went to that shit, nigga. Crip, blood, then kill somebody, and soon they get to prison, they pick up that Bible, oh, brother, they pick up the Quran, and they hide behind that for protection, then come back here and go back to representing. That's what he did. Yeah, he can fight, and every time he hits you hard, that shoulder come out of place, got to be popped back in play. Everybody know that's his weakness. That weak ass overhand. Everybody know that, homie. We raised him. And it's a little homie trying to talk. He a little homie, homie. So I'm saying, man, they ain't got the little homie on here who ain't doing nothing in life. And when he got out, I did him just like I did every last one of my niggas who was down there with me. Say, homie, we talking to kids and working with kids now. If you followed me then, and he followed me then, because the rolling 30s did what the 60s did, homie, because of me and Amp's relationship. If you follow me then, follow me now, homie, we're working with kids. When he got out, I took him into the Port Arthur schools, the same school Pimp C and them went into, doing community events, introducing my friend Damon Wills, took him to Orange County, Beaumont, spoke there. But what started happening is these guys are just coming home from prison. I've never been to prison. They getting out in the 2010s. I got out in 1998. Never been down there with them. So I'm putting them in a position to be where I'm at. Set up with your nonprofit. I found me. We already got the connection with the youth facility. We can speak at any juvenile facility in this state. So I'm coming to Port Arthur to put you on. You want to rap and fuck hoes. You want to run it with the rappers and Steven Jackson and them and fuck hoes. Homie, we building and working with kids. Now it's an ego thing. See, that's what happened with a lot of my partners, homie. Y'all done interviewed some. Because whenever we started, whenever we working with kids, it's like I'm, it's like I'm in charge again. And, and, and I don't make no niggas feel like that because I got y'all on stage with me, homie. When, and, and this is why I did that. 
I had a dream probably like in 2001, 2002. And, and in this dream, I'm standing on this stage talk, talking to children. And all of a sudden, Dewberry, King Shoe, a whole lot of niggas homies start appearing in, in this dream as we standing on stage talking to these kids. And then my brother appeared. Remember I told my brother been gone 90, 30 years. Uh, we're, we're sharing our life. The kids got tears in their eyes crying. We crying. And at the end of this dream, homie, we all enter into individual doors with blinding bright lights like this. Whew. I wake up. Damn. Homie, I don't really believe in God and go to church. Nigga, that's bullshit in my mind at this time. My mother come in and say, son, you feel like going to church? It's like two weeks before Christmas. I said, nah. Man, when that woman left out that room, I had this urge to go to church. So I'm sitting in the bed trying to process this shit. You know, the good luck, bad luck shit. Because nigga living fire. Well, I sit on that back porch and smoke me a blunt. And, and, and this urge to go to church turned into like a fear to go. An overwhelming fear to go to church. So I go to church. I go to Axe Church in Forest Hill. Nigga, I don't know nobody at this motherfucking church. I ain't told nobody about this goddamn dream. I sit on the back row. Now, in my mind, I'm just going to put some money in church and get the fuck out of here. Right? Yeah, that's for the buy some there. So preacher come out and he look at me. And I said, man, somebody told this motherfucker I smell like weed. Go on, get out of here. And I sit back there. And he started to preach about Joseph in the Bible. Now I don't know nothing about Joseph in no motherfucking Bible. So he talked about how he got sold and slave and all that type of shit. So at the end of the sermon, he said, When I came out here, I got a kick in my spirit. And the Holy Spirit told me that. You're a Joseph, young man. Man, bitch ass nigga playing with me. You know what I'm telling you? Bitch ass nigga playing me. Them church game. New and facing church. So he said, I just want to pray for you. Uh, when I went down, he put his hands. He started recanting that dream, homie. What he see me doing. Same shit I just saw in his dream. Homie, you fast forward to 10. He said, man, he see me working with governments. Impacting laws and legends. Man, what the fuck is he talking about? Homie, I did that shit 10 years later. So here come my niggas who all done kill people. It's 50 of these niggas. They start getting out. Say, what's up, my nigga? Woo, woo, woo. God damn, nigga, you been locked up this whole time? Yeah, man, I've been gone this long. God damn, nigga, it's been 22 years. Nigga, I went to go see my nigga. Man, I'm fucking with Dewberry. Me and Monk going to go fuck with Dewberry. Dewberry on beat over my brother. Man, I didn't know these niggas were doing 18, 19, 20, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30 years from shit they did when they was 12, 13, and 14, and they were just coming off. So now my nigga Amp hit me. Amp, get out and say, what's up, nut cub? That nigga said, man, I ain't the same amp no more. So that dream came back to me. God damn. God, that dream. 
So I said, say, man, oh, man, y'all, let, let's come up with a youth organization name. Nigga, what we gonna call it? Nigga, Dewberry hit me. Man, let's call it Hype. We call it Hype to about Hype. I called Bob Ray Sanders from the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Say, man, I got a, I got a youth, because he had wrote about me as a kid. Man, I got a new youth organization program, man. We just want to work with kids. Uh, at that time, it was just four of us. More started getting out. Hype started getting bigger. Home, it became a platform for formerly incarcerated uh, juveniles who had grew up in the prison system. So that's where you hear us say, raised by the state. Nigga, I'm the only one that didn't go. I had a recommendation to go. God has something different for me. All them same niggas who've been gone all these two decades or more all reconnected back with me. Some of these niggas went to the penitentiary for me, homie. Not for me. They just respected the, 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 the gang culture to honor the leadership. Uh, I wasn't the baddest, homie, but it was evident, nigga, I was sharp amongst them niggas. Them niggas, they can't no nigga deny that, homie. And for any nigga to get on this couch, homie, you ain't go, that nigga just lying, homie. That's an ego, nigga. We've been, we been tripped. That's why we fell out as homeboys, homie. Because them niggas didn't want to follow the lead. Nigga, I'm leading righteously now. I'm, we, nigga, I'm leading, but they didn't want to, they wanted to, uh, I didn't want to fuck hoes, homie. Uh, I, I didn't want to damage my character and reputation as a black man amongst black women. I'm not known as a whoremonger. My nigga known as a whoremonger amongst the bitches and the black women, not me. Uh, I'm highly respected in our community, homie. Uh, and, and I'm well known in the prison system. I ain't never stepped a foot in prison and highly respected. It's nigga, nigga, I'm mythical down there because of what I did in the juvenile facility as a kid. Was it hard not to, when you were released and had all the power that you had, was it hard not to try to recreate that I want to go back. Uh, I honestly, homie, and, and see, this is why I teach this, homie. Uh, when I got out here, homie, and, and I realized being handsome and being cute, uh, being mannerable, being respectful, don't get you a woman. You got to understand, I got out in 1998, nigga, when the doughboy nigga ruled it, the nigga with the money, and even the good girl. So uh, it wasn't about having conversation no more. So when I got out, homie, and I realized that you had to have money to attract a pretty girl, you had to, uh, uh, that most guys didn't get along with black girls. So when I came home, homie, most niggas had baby mamas in 1920 who they didn't get along with. So that was discouraging. Uh, nigga, I want to go back because I was somebody in there. Out here, I got to start all over again. Yeah, I was somebody as a kid. So this what carried me. The community respect people who done time for murder. That's what get, that's what, that's what the community respect people who done time for murder. That's what carried me and made me somebody out here. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. But I wanted to go back because I'm I was really, but yeah. Can you speak to the mindset of the black, just the black race in general? Because it seems like you're you have a grasp on how to move them either one way or the other. Oh, uh, they're easily persuaded. But to 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 change, to 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 give them the tools to change them and, and to help uh get out of these conditions, you gotta speak to the heart. 
uh, of black people. And black people, hearts are too hard to hear. So Life got to teach us now. That's why our ministers, that's why we keep saying we, we need some black leaders. This group of black people cannot be led. So let's do it like this. <clears throat> Little Scrappy had came out here and said, uh, you know, he spoke on the, the UNTI situation, but he said Charleston is taking a mirror, turning it around and pointing it at us yeah, and I, making I, us I, see ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that's exactly what I'm doing. I became what we are. Uh, 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 I became what we are, homie, because I understand nobody in our community has more influence than the rapper. The rapper is the most misleading. The rapper is the one who is tricking everybody. He's the most disrespectful. He'll take a woman and, and, and damn near drown the bitch pouring alcohol and liquor in her mouth. Make a whole song by making a gag and a he. So I'm saying, nigga, who's more disrespectful than the rapping nigga? So, so I understand that the kids are mimicking the rappers, and the rappers are trying to mimic the street niggas without telling the whole story, because they make it seem like it's rewarding. But there are no rewards to the image that the rapper portray. It's just consequences and repercussions. That's it. Now, uh, as of late, you have been really stealing power from influential rappers. Like, yeah. And uh, almost to the point to where now rappers want to be on your good side. Uh, I don't want them on my good side. Uh, they, they need to go make things right with our youth, homie. This is why you guys are so valuable. You guys are the interview segment of Rap City without the booth. You guys are the Fab Five Freddy of MTV without the videos. Right. Because we got to see Tupac's political side sometimes on MTV. Right. We got to see uh, uh, the man, the individual during interviews. Uh rather than the rapper and his buddies. Right. So, I don't want to be friends with a rapper, homie. I want to meet a man uh, that just so happens to rap. Right. And he know how to put his rap persona up. They, they ain't done that yet, homie. You know why? Because the rapper is mimicking the streets. And we praise and worship that shit. So we want to be that in our identities. Uh, the streets ain't cool. Right. Uh, the streets don't love. But we love that shit. And I'm saying who more propagates this shit than the rapper? So I became for the culture, the character that the rappers is. Yeah, bitch ass nigga say bitch suck my dick. And motherfuckers said, man, he be talking, but how can you listen to rap music? So, man, it, it, it's not about the rappers, homie. At the end of the day, it's still about our youth. I just so happen to be fucking with the rappers who misleading the youth. Now, I got to ask you this, because you said on one video, and I don't know if it was on your own live, but you were like, I done made like two M's off this shit, right? Yeah. Do you feel like that hurts rappers because you're probably making more money than them? I am. Uh, my my book. Uh, I use some of the, 
I can't say that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, uh, it's a whole lot of comedians. It's a whole lot of entertainers. They'll swear by God to y'all that I'm not getting these booking fees that I'm getting. Uh, I'm getting exactly what they getting, homie. Uh, I'm shadow banned. I'm censored. Uh, you just got us banned from uh, TikTok. <laughs> so we know uh, it's real. <laughs> uh, man, they allow other people to take my image, my name, right. my videos and use them. It's almost impossible to find the real Charleston White on any social media platform. Right. And I'm still beating them. They can't stand me. They're, they can't. And, and, and so the powers to be is sitting back saying, wow. Wow. Uh, I don't ever want to be embraced by them, homie, at this point. Uh, I came to be embraced by them, hoping that us together can come down here at the bottom and, 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 and heal and fix some shit. Uh, we the first generation to put them niggas on the wall in our rooms. We the first generation of kids to put them niggas on the walls in our rooms in the Word Up magazine and posters and things, homie. Uh, and and, and in my, I had a dream when I was a kid. I climbed this long ladder to heaven. I climbed a long ladder to heaven. And I climbed all the way back down, kind of like the beanstalk. I'm still climbing that ladder. That's how I got their attention. The average man cannot get the king's ear. They're kings, homie. T.I., Steven Jackson, Russell Simmons, all these niggas who don't mention my name, they kings. They sit high. You can't get their ear. I got their ear. Do you think that going forward, like you say, how the music influenced the kids now that the YouTubers and the, that wave is kind of, they seem to, seem to be making more money. Do you think we're going to see more people try not to be gangsta more go towards that lane? Yeah. Uh, that's why kids are being gay, because they don't want to be gangster. It's nothing in between. What's the alternative? If you don't want to be gangster, what's the alternative? Nah, for real. When you're a kid, we laughing, homie. Nah, you you saying When you a mama in your household and you got black things, when black boys, all we got is this and this when we cut on the television. Where else do you see a player, a gigolo, a, a, a husband? Where do black children get to see anything other than a gay black man or a gangster black man? We laugh, but let's let's break this. Look at this. When they where when they see a successful man, what is he? Gay, gangster, or gangster, or gangster, or gay. Nothing in between. So if I'm a black mother, I would much rather embrace homosexuality than gangsterism. Why you think our black women hang with gay black men than the gangster? They feel way more comfortable. They feel way more secure. Most black women been violated by the gangster type black man rather than a gay black man. 
Think about the psychology of this shit. It ain't ain't no black skaters. And now, you know, I want to um also talk to you about because Tubi, right? There's yeah. a lot of um independent film on there. And it seems like every black man that is on these movies indulges in infidelity. There's not a virtuous black man in any of these movies. Why do you think that is? There ain't none in real life. Yeah. Our movies are now reflecting who we are as a culture. Damn. I can name some. Uh, as black men, do, do we hold one another accountable for infidelity? Do we chasten our friends? We don't, nah, homie. So if we being real, that's why. Because people are writing their realities. Right. From rap to movies. Yeah, they 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 it, no <laughs> reality television fucked us up. Nah, for real. So now motherfuckers want real shit. We don't want somebody, we don't want nobody writing Drake's lyrics. We don't want no rapper to have a ghost writing. So they have to conform to this gangster shit. Oh, uh, at some point, we're going back to to the Roman days, uh, like the Colosseums with the gladiators fighting in the and fighting to the deal, fighting the bear, fighting the lion, and we yeah get him. We're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna go back to start seeing uh, live executions again because that's what we're asking for. Man, we want real shit. We want to really see a motherfucker get killed. This motherfucker, man, I can't wait to see you get killed online like Red Boy. It's some people can't wait to, they want to see that, homie. So uh, black people are getting what we're asking for. You think they'll get to the point where they're streaming uh, death row sentences carried yeah. out? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of wild. That's wild. Yeah. So... And before we get to like tabloids and what's going on and the rappers and stuff, there's a lot of things that you've been involved in that we haven't got a chance to talk about that. Of course, for our fans, they probably want to know. There's a situation where you end up pulling out a gun during an interview. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for even the way that comes at us, it looks intense. It looked like it's it's about to go down, but things get calmed down. What was that scenario in your mind? Oh. for you to like, let me just, I know it didn't look threatening, the, but it the, looked the interview, like. The interview was over, homie. Uh, it, it, it was an event I staged. Uh, I normally don't leave, I normally don't have my gun out uh, when I do interviews. Yeah. I have it on the floor where I can run and grab it and you know. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. So, uh, we had a talk and, 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 and I'm glad y'all asked me that, homie. Man, they want to hurt this kid because he brought Charleston to Chicago and interviewed Charleston. And they didn't, and he didn't call nobody so they can kill me or hurt me. Kid paid some nice change to get me there. We had law enforcement, police as security. They want this kid to throw his life away in Chicago. Why y'all didn't let us back to him? And they were really mad about this. It was a great interview. 
So he booked me again. And this kid calls me Mr. Charleston. Very respectful kid. Mr. Charleston, would you cut me a deal if I come to you this time? <laughs> yes, sir, man, great interview. So we get there, we talk about how Rico, they ain't really confronting him about this. So I'm saying, man. So as we doing this interview, homie, and if y'all saw the interview, it's a great interview up until that point. So as we doing this interview, homie, I'm saying to myself throughout this interview, man, they go kill this little boy. I gotta give him something. Man, they go kill this kid, homie. Man, they go kill this kid. So I seen an opportunity. The interview is over. If you see the camera on the back end, which y'all can't see, man, ain't nobody budging with man, everybody. And if you see him, he laughing. And then you see him look at his cameraman and wink. Yeah, I was putting on for the cameraman for the views. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, uh, well, that's because y'all can't see behind the scene footage. Right. That's what I'm telling people. Every time that camera come on, everybody putting on if they on this side of the camera. Only believe everything. Man, listen. So let me tell you how I orchestrated that. So... We don't, the interview's so positive, homie, that one clip got more video. It quadrupled the whole interview. Nobody went to it, homie, because it was too positive. Man, that kid spent a lot of money, homie. And he a great kid. The beginning of that interview, he got the questions wrote down. He went and read books that I suggested and recommended. And I'm saying, man, he go lose. And they go kill him. Oh, man. Homie, go look at the video. It didn't get no footage, homie. And it's probably one of the most jewel-dropping video. So I had to give him something. I had to give him something. So here it is. He asked me about Mama Duck. And I didn't want And I kept shooting it down. Kept shooting it down. Man, I don't want to do this. Man, so I pull out the cash app and I show it to him. He's steady asking. So I said, oh, man, this hit right here. Yeah, man, 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 tell the bitch, give me back the money then, nigga. Yeah, nigga, tell, man, you tell. So now I'm telling you, guys, nigga, I keep a guy. So now it's home. I ain't told nobody I'm doing this. Okay. So now don't nobody know. Man, don't nobody know I'm finna do this. Nobody know I'm finna do this. Oh. Uh, because don't nobody know what I'm thinking. The interview over with. Interview is over with, homie. That's why we just so casually. So uh, the plan was to run up to the camera and talk to Chicago. Yeah, nigga, I keep a goddamn got me fucked up, nigga. I keep. So when he jump up, I'm saying to myself, oh man, but I can't say, nigga, move, get out the way. I can't. So I gotta stay in care. Yeah, right. nigga, you see me kind of, nigga, get back, nigga, goddamn. So that's why I cocked the nigga, get back, cock the gun. Let me tell anybody else. Anytime you got your magazine filled to capacity and you, it's go jam. Mm -hmm. Magazine, so I, I know, I know how. So, nah, homie. So, nigga, I stage it good. Now I'm telling him, nigga, get out the way. Now here come my nigga Wayne. I can't say, man, y'all stop the camera. Man, y'all get out the way and let me finish. I got to keep going. 
I got to keep going, but if you hear me, I'm saying, nigga, don't approach me with no goddamn gun. I'm telling, I'm trying to get hit. Now Dewberry done come in. Now Dewberry done bust Hold in. On. So let's so, say, let's say Dewberry just, just off the strength of you, just start shooting. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, Dewberry don't, Dewberry don't carry guns. Well, I'm just saying, we hypothetical. Uh, right? uh, he just start beating niggas up. Uh, well, uh, well, Dewberry he just start sliding come in, niggas. Dewberry come in and say, God damn, what you doing? Nothing, man, you tripping. Man, I ain't tripping by nothing, nigga. So I'm trying to get everybody hit, but ain't nobody falling for nothing. So, nigga, soon as it over with, I said, say, nigga, everybody go to laugh, except his little partner. Mm. So then after I said, say, man, listen, tell your little partner, home now, nah, this is all business. Say, homie, that little nigga said, thank you, Mr. Charles. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, he said, thank you, Mr. Charles. Oh, thank you, Mr. So, homie, I know he needed that. Yeah. Homie, and, 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 and I'm saying, God, man, don't let these niggas kill this nigga over this, man. He trying to do a good interview. Man, I'm the hottest nigga on, why, why would they want to kill him for this, man? He DJ Vaughn, a King Vaughn DJ. He the DJ, he ain't the shooter. Yeah. He y'all want him to throw his life away and crash out because of what I said? Cause he the DJ? And y'all ain't winning got the killer? Mm. Y'all want the DJ to get the old nigga talking, but y'all ain't winning done. Come on, homie. So I said, man, man, I could man, I couldn't, man. Man, homie, I, I, I felt bad because I didn't know what's gonna happen to this kid, man, yeah. over this. Oh, yeah. So I had to make it like he stepped man, and, and, and in my mind, boy, that was a checkmate. It was a checkmate. But then I said, nigga, he can spin this however he want to spin it now. He might don't know the game. <laughs> boy, when I woke up that next morning and I saw the title, I said, that's a game-related young nigga, boy. <laughs> he said he know the game. He, listen, he going to go far in business because he capitalized off business. Yeah. I told that nigga, boy, you can get it. Yeah, nah, homie. So, uh, uh, they he, he needed that, homie. Oh, uh, yeah. He didn't. He he didn't sit down and talk. Oh, uh, uh, I I I run plays for the internet, homie. Man, yeah. when that camera come on, homie, I'm I'm gonna run a play. Oh, mm. uh, no, nah, nigga, I'm gonna do something, say something, or uh, because that's the whole objective of cutting that motherfucker home. So, the situation with the mothers. Has that resolved itself? It ain't gonna resolve itself. Cause them bitches lie. <laughs> Lil Snoop mama lied. See, Lil Snoop mama problem was, homie, she felt like Lil Snoop was bigger than what he is. And Lil Snoop was, he wasn't big. He was gonna be big. He don't even have an album. He don't, he, he, he got a core group of fans. But he don't have anything to make his legacy lasting unless she build it. Mm. And, 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 and I met her here. And from here, from up until that time, homie, it was yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Hey, brother, can, man, I'm sending the money. They playing on me. She ain't got her own place. She's staying with somebody. She taking, <sighs> off, she taking off work, going back to Louisiana, saying she need money. And I'm saying, well, what woman would take out what I send it anyway? When little Snoop Memorial thing, she having problem with the mail, the new people, homies, I'm sending that money. When I quit sending that money, I got myself in, involved with hurt people who are healing. Naturally, they go bite and hurt what's around them. Uh, but I'm saying to myself, man, I wish 
Oh, I would want somebody to do this for my mama. I ain't, I ain't blasting this out on the internet what I'm doing. I ain't looking to get nothing in return. Nigga, did, 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 nah, homie, so uh, when we done the event, the event was never about money. The event was about the message and, and the pain that they still walk with and bear with. How did they, how did they get to the, uh, the point of forgiveness uh, 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 and, and, and helping that their stories will, 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 will share and connect with other mothers who can bear with their children? Uh, and, and so we came up with the idea and the concept of, of murder change me. How uh, I put that together? Uh, Man, I yeah. So I, I I was I was I, I was really hurt uh, because I start seeing it's about money with them. It ain't even really about their kids. Uh, I started asking myself, well, why Meek Mills and them ain't helping them? When when she was trying to uh, get a book wrote, uh, homie, I was saying, well, I'll help you come. I'll pay that money, but let me help you raise it. I don't want to be a savior. Let, let us go to the people. I, ain't, I don't want to come be y'all trick. But let me use my platform and we go to the people and all of us help y'all. I'm going to put it so... Uh, nah, homie, I, I, I was a gentleman uh, amongst these ladies. Uh, 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 Miss Tuka, uh, uh, Tuka, Miss Dominique Tuka mama, uh, and my mom became a Fini Shakur. Uh, the other mothers became jealous of one another. Why this one get an interview? Well, why he won't interview me? Well, man, I ain't got nothing to do with who they want to interview. Uh, well, why why she get so they became jealous amongst themselves, and 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 uh, I just I just stepped away, homie. So when they went on these platforms, you know, saying what they were saying. Uh, I'm gonna defend myself. Has it put any disdain in your heart from working with women who have lost their children in the future now? Uh-uh. Uh nah, homie, uh hurt people, hurt people. Amen. The murder changed me though. Uh that's still gonna be a thing. I mean, you still promoted it, it's still gonna come out. Is it like is it uh they 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 all want to be paid, homie? Uh, uh, so it's uh, uh uh little Snoop Mama was the first one say, I ain't signing that. But they all agreed to do this for free. Uh, me and little Snoop Mom got into it because we flew in the other mothers. She felt like since she was here, uh, I should get some too. Well, we had everybody booked for the spa over there at the uh, skincare. Uh, little Snoop Mama didn't want to go for whatever reason. L little Snoop Mom was cool with. Jojo out of Jojo Capone, mom. Remember the other mom now? Yeah. So she would act funny and talk ill of FBG duck mama. So what I started seeing, homie, they kids beefing because the mama's in with the beef. I met the other woman. She says, that's the op. I never spoke to her again. Girl, the, the light-skinned lady with, with, with the, to Denise. Yeah, the Jojo boy mama. I asked about, she said, oh, no, he, that's the op. How can you speak like that and your son is dead? So, homie, I'm, my heart is with these women, but my mind is saying, man, get the fuck away from these people. <laughs> so, so, little Snoop mom is saying, she complained about everything. 
Well, I'm just saying what I think they're getting is, well, I'm hitting rings and say, man, uh, man, Denise, man, I don't get man for, so nigga, I'm coming out of my pocket to make sure everybody happy. I'm coming out of my pocket to make sure everybody happy, homie. Okay, Mr. Denise, how much you, well, well, at least you get what they got for an airline ticket. How much I can show you? The date, why I said, nah, homie, so, I'm saying, man, boy, they'll suck a nigga, they'll milk a nigga dry, homie, and nigga really trying to help. Homie, I ain't get, I spent, I, I spent a lot of money on that murder chain, me. I ain't get nothing, it was never about no money. Yeah. So, ain't. so let me just, so, once, so, once, once I gave her the money, uh, I stopped hearing from her. I stopped hearing from her. <laughs> then, she started calling my publicist saying, uh, man, I, I don't like all that snitching stuff. She, ain't, she called my publicist saying, man, I don't like all that snitching. I ain't with all that snitching stuff. So now she's street again. So when, so now when they, Rain, me and Rain got the, 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 the proposition to get the Netflix possibly some money, she had them, well, I ain't, I ain't going to sign nothing. Well, we can do it without you because we all agreed to do this for free. So uh, when everybody started asking about money, and this excludes Tuka. She never meant Tuka mama was, was angelic. Uh, Mo3 mother was angelic. Man, shit. That man, that, that, that mama ducky, that snoop mama. Man, shit. So I quit hearing from her, homie. So then I get ready to do an interview with her, and she pop up. Uh, I just want to see what's up with the murder change me. I said, man, I ain't heard from you. I've been caught, man, I ain't heard from you since I gave you that money. I said that right here, to her face. I ain't heard from you since I gave you that money. Well, what's up with the murder? I said, I don't know what they doing. Motherfucker ain't told me nothing. Well, they done boxed me out of it. So by being my intellectual property, my idea, I funded it and recorded with my camera from my studio, uh, I stuck to the, to the mission. Put it out for free. And so part two will be up this week for free. There you go. There you go. There you for go. For free. Now, uh, y'all think part one was good. Part two will be even greater. Oh, yeah. So to answer your question, uh, everybody start fighting. Rainwater hollering. I'm going to trade. They can have murder change me. They can take it, but they can't do it. I done that because they didn't have the vision or the idea. I put that whole event together. I put, I chose each mother, the judge, the prosecutor. I picked Rainwater. I picked Sean Cotton. Yeah. I paid for the food. I picked everybody on that stage. I coordinated that whole thing. So yeah, they can take it. It ain't going to be as good as it was. And all I'm going to do is come with another one that says, how murder changed me. <laughs> and this time we got, we got Bibby Daddy, uh, Young and Ace Mama and Daddy. Uh, 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 what's the, the drill rapper that got killed in, in, in New York? We got... Uh, 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 his daddy, Pop, Pop Smoke. Yeah. yeah, no, no, not Pop Smoke. Not, the Keith Flock. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We got his daddy. We got the chick, uh, Shaquilla. They, they got killed in. in uh, oh, we got, man. Yeah. Okay. okay. See, when God give you the vision, can't nobody stop the vision. Okay. That will will be done. That will be done. 
So now, I, homie, uh, I'm moving with a purpose. And people can't understand the character, but the character has something to do with fulfilling the purpose. And that's what I want to touch on before we get to topics and stuff is uh, Take your time, the, the character and the comedy. You chose the comedy lane and it's been successful. People thought it was 15 minutes of fame, but you, you're you about to go on tour. You've been on tour. You've been rocking. Um, I'm well, just every curious. Every show been sold out so far. Every show been sold out. Yeah. Um, how was the comedy love versus the YouTube live, the 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 rah-rah Charleston White on the on, on the internet. Uh how how was that fame different? Oh uh, and how was that love different or hate? Oh uh, well it, it ain't no hate, homie, because people selling out these venues, spending money to come see me. Uh when you see the footage, homie, man, people are or uh man, I'm dreaming. I'm, I'm dreaming. Uh man, people crying. Uh, getting on their knees. Uh, man, mothers showing up with their sons. Sons showing up with their mothers. Mama, this, uh, man, I'm making an extra $1,500 and taking pictures at $25 a piece after the show. Uh, man, uh, they spontaneously book me at, at places and, 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 and the lines is wrapped around the building just for me. Uh, I told you I've been acting since I was a kid. I've been popular in school all my life. Uh, but nothing, nothing could have ever said uh, that I would be doing this or be or be here, homie. Uh, I didn't set out to do it. I, 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 I always wanted to be the class clown. Uh, I always wanted to be the life of the party. Uh, but I can't explain this. The reaction that people give me in person, homie, uh, uh, it humbles me. Uh, motherfuckers say, oh, yeah, you go get humbled. Yeah, nigga, this love humbles me. Mm. Yeah, it don't make me cocky and arrogant. I just, I go to the internet to be cocky and arrogant. Nigga, all this love that I get in real life, homie, when people see it, they be saying, oh, don't be acting like that. Man, I be, yes, man, I be like a bash man, homie, because it, it's, it's humbling. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to get the big head, but nigga, I can't, man. Man, real love, real love, it keeps you with humility. What's the most challenging thing that you've, uh, about doing stand-up comedy? Remembering the shit you supposed to, shit you practice on. So let me just say this, homie, I ain't got no jokes. I ain't told the same thing. I ain't, I ain't really repeated the same thing. I got a list of things in points and bulletin that I'm supposed to hit on that I came up with with my mentor, Shouty Shouty. Oh, Shouty And y'all got to interview that nigga. That nigga went to school out here, homie. He went to here. He flying, he mentored me, homie. I, that nigga went to school around here, homie. Oh, was a guy. That nigga went to Workman. Oh, Workman cool. Junior High all the time. Damn. Yeah, man. Uh, but so listen, so I got a whole little, little booklet with jokes. And boy, I be studying that shit. Man, when Dewberry and them come in and say, say nothing, boy, that bitch jumping. It's a sold out crowd. Boy, I get nervous in a bit. And then I go say, okay, nigga, you got to remember this. Man, when I get on that stage and look out at that crowd, nigga, I forget every joke I post say. Oh, man. Man, I be, hey, I be standing up there. Don't let no pretty woman be sitting there looking at me. Oh, I get nervous. Nigga sitting up there looking serious. 
So, man, you forget everything you're supposed to say. So, man, oh, man, I just put my head down and look out. I look out. <laughs> I look out, and I ain't looking at nothing. Nigga, I just go to talking, trying to remember all these goddamn punchlines and jokes I was supposed to say and can't remember none of them. So wait, so who who do you get the most love for? Whether it's uh, either white people, black people, women, men, black women, black men, young, old. Who do you see really catering to what you throwing out there? All of them, mm. homie. I, I as young niggas in the crowd, is is mothers and sons, sons and mothers say, man, I want you to. Be. So homie, my analytical data reflects real life ticket sales, and that's been the crazy. My analytical data is from 18 to 65 plus, and that's exactly what being that goddamn audience. It tripped, it blows my mind, man. It, 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 it blows my mind. So, uh, my white people, homie, uh, homie, they, nigga, they, 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 they love is so genuine. Uh, the things that they say in, 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 in the word of mouth that's spread in, 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 in the white community uh, will allow me to cross over. Uh, and this is coming from the people who own establishments and cut me the checks. Uh, they giving a nod. Uh, most white people think at some point, uh, maybe he's gonna be vulgar on stage, he's gonna try to play the race card. Uh, but man, I studied great comedians. Uh, I was a fan of Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, I'm a fan of, of of Rush Limbaugh, Bill O'Reilly, Howard Stern. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Archie Bunker. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Come so on uh, I, I, I'm I'm with that. And so, so uh, who who have you seen like while doing comedy in person that you're like, damn, they got it. Uh, Kevin Hart, uh, Cat Williams. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Carlos Miller, uh, yeah, uh, Chico Beans, uh, at times DC Young Fly, uh, uh, man, what's the what's the what's the other nigga name, man? Uh, uh, the nigga he, he's play he's play coach the, uh, on on Mark, what's his oh, name? Oh, Mark Curry, Mark that Curry, yeah, goddamn uh, it, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a that's funny, funny, that's a funny, that's a funny motherfucker, that's a funny motherfucker, that's a funny motherfucker, yeah. uh, that's a funny motherfucker, yeah. homie. Oh. I wouldn't guess that one. That's kind of wild. Nah, I've seen that nigga in person. That's what I'm saying. When you see him in person, it's different. Like, man, Sean, what? I think with Sean Marlin man. or some shit, oh, oh, the Wayne oh. brothers fucked me up. I'm like, he funny as shit. Hey, I'm doing it. Nah, for real. And, you know, I just saw Kevin Hart, I'm so he's man, still, man, he's still that motherfucker. And Mark Curry, uh, what's right. that? Uh, yeah, nah, man. Uh, that Jamie Foxx episode. <laughs> no, uh, well, I'm saying in person. Yeah, in person. Yeah, in person. person. Some people are funnier than they are yeah. on the TV. It's weird. Like, yeah. Every uh, Spears, I think I seen him in person. He had me crying that nigga cheating ass Myron funny in the motherfucking person. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheating ass Myron funny in the motherfucker. Uh, what about some of these Facebook comedians like uh, Country Wayne and Desi uh, Banks and uh, I, I gotta ask, I gotta ask you also about the Bubba. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get uh, there. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh, skit funny and stand up comedy is kind of two two different things. Right. Uh, I hadn't seen Desi in stand up yet. Uh, nigga, Desi, Desi, uh, Desi, just a funny nigga. Yeah, just a funny nigga. Yeah, nigga, just a funny. Just a funny nigga. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, uh, he just a. everything nigga do funny, homie. So he ain't really got to tell a joke. Right. Uh, yeah, walk into the house. Yeah, walk into the house. That is a funny nigga, homie. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Desi a funny nigga. 
Oh, oh, what is it? Is it Funny Mike? It's Funny, funny Mike, Ha Ha Davis. Davis. He's country, country Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see Country Wayne. He funny. Oh, oh, oh. Say, man, Country Wayne uh, are naturally funny. Right. See, you, you got, this is what I'm learning. I'm naturally funny. Right. Uh, I don't know if I can tell jokes. Right. But if you write me some jokes and I go practice them and rehearse them, I can make them funny. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? But man, just standing up being funny, uh, I see that in Desi Banks. I see that in Country Wayne. Uh, Cat Williams. Uh, it's very few people that's naturally funny. Some people need antics. Some people uh, uh, need a good joke. Uh, uh, man, I'm I'm funny just because sometimes. You're what? just sitting up trying to be serious. I can get funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just need to learn the craft. Were, were right? you a fan of Roy Lee? When he was on a his big thing. fan, hey, that nigga was naturally funny. Man, nigga, what? And he was funny looking. That's what made him even more funny. <laughs> That's what got him. Say, man, that nigga was funny. Man, that nigga was man. Yeah, uh, those that naturally funny is, is the character type, charisma, and personality that 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 everybody say. That's that funny uncle. That's that that. And so, uh. Yeah, man, Roy Lee funny. Yeah, man, me. Yeah, man, Roy Lee funny in the motherfucker. Man, just think about that nigga having hey. him chuckling all night, uh, trying to memorize some of the shit he done did and said, man. Uh, yeah, that nigga was funny, man. Uh, I didn't set out to be funny. I used to get mad, nigga. Yeah, yeah. I used to cuss your motherfucking ass out. You laughing, and then if you say, man, you need you need to do comedian. I would say, nigga, I ain't no type of motherfucker you can put on stage and make a motherfucker laugh. Got me fucked up. I ain't no funny type of nigga. And then when I got into it with the half a body nigga, he, 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 he insulted me. He kept calling me funny man. Yeah, funny man. Yeah, funny man. And I was taking offense to that shit like a motherfucker. And then I started watching my videos laughing. And I said, nigga, that's your gift. That's your gift, making people laugh. You've been getting your ass whooped as a clad clown all your life. You done finally tapped into your gift. And so uh, I wanted I wanted people to know, and I kept telling people, homie, this is why I'm doing this. I saw Dolomite. I'm the P.D. Green. So I've been explaining this shit over the years up until this point. But I haven't been talking to the audience. I've been talking to the powers to be who would let me on stage. Say, y'all, I'm not really hateful. I ain't really rape nobody. I'm just talking, man. I'm woo, woo, woo. So what, what made them uh, take me serious is when I got on stage and took it serious. And, and, and so I did one show. I did two shows. And then they started saying, if you take this serious in the next one or three years, you can be one of the biggest comedians in the game. I started listening then. Because right now, I've been bullshitting up until this point, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I started listening. Uh, so I, I started putting together a team uh, around me that I think could, could take me uh, there and, and, and help me to keep it serious. Uh, because they want to look at you. And I'm saying it's not just as a comedian, but the rapping niggas, the podcast. Uh, if you want to get up there, homie, they got to see you taking it serious. Uh, and, and taking it serious is, is just not 
making sure you got a good camera and, and good microphones. Uh, uh, that's investing. Uh, that's investing too in, in, into your craft. Uh, so when I sat down with that 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 individual and and he was amazed that the fact that I'm demonetized, I'm not getting any money. Uh, how are you able to do this? I took it serious. Uh, and so now uh, uh, I was told, man, just get past these two first comedy shows. Uh, I took it serious, those two first comedy shows, and now I'm booked up the whole entire year of 2023. Man, that's amazing. And man, I would dare to say, man, if you want to heal people, a group of people, make them laugh. That's, I don't, I don't give a fuck how gangster you claim to be. If you if you don't laugh, bro, something's wrong with your. If you can't laugh, yeah. something wrong with your spirit. You I'm, need, I'm going to get the DDL. The, <laughs> I'm going to get them hoes on that. Don't yeah, yeah, don't you Oh, well, this what I this what I discovered about the secret of comedy. All of our great comics told that brutal truth. The greatest. Truth ever told was told as a joke. The best joke ever told was told as the truth. You can't digest the truth, nigga, without laughing. It'll make you cry. Mm. That's it. Give us one of those truths that you done told on stage. I shot myself in the leg. Yeah, that's a, that could go either way. Oh. <laughs> uh, are you saying that is a truth? Uh, I went to sleep at a light and went to jail for a DWI. That could turn into a very funny story. Well, it could be used against me in court because mm -hmm. I went to jail for a DWI. But I wasn't driving drunk. I was full of nan, nan, and yeah, 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 boo, boo, sir. Yeah, get it at the weed spot. Yeah, yeah. The weed spot. No, no, man, listen. And it made it stronger. And it made it stronger. No, man, so... uh. All my truths are told on stage. Yeah, homie, if you want to know, I shot myself in the leg, go book the comedy show. <laughs> yeah, I show the bullet hole and everything. If I shot myself in the leg. So we got to touch on it because uh, we don't got to, but I, I just want your perspective on it. I prefer to. Yeah, I, hey, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, we see uh, Bubba Dub, you know, trash. You know, we see him go in and say, he screams plagiarism, man. My jokes are being stolen. Uh, Charleston White's taking all my jokes. Look at him. I'm, a, you know. Look. I've never, I've never seen a Bubba Dub comedy stand-up show, homie. I don't watch nobody. Mm. I'm so into me because I've taken over the internet, homie. I don't watch nobody. I'm too busy watching all my videos, looking at them goddamn comment section, seeing who took my video, seeing them coming. That's how I stay so engaged. So I don't watch nobody else. So I don't know where you can see a Bubba Dub stand-up comedy to steal his jokes. So you do two comedy shows and the nigga got something to say already? Yeah. That's crazy as fuck. Well, he's saying, he's saying I took his ass-eating joke. I've never seen oh, his oh, ass-eating joke. Oh, oh, wait, what is the joke? About... Eat something that nigga... About eating ass. So, and, and so I literally lay down on the ground and do this. He do too. I didn't know he did that. I'm theatric in everything I do. But let me tell you what the real problem is. Bubba Dub got DJ Wildhair as a manager. A nigga that done spin records and everything he done done in the city done fail. By the time Wildhair get 
Bubba Dub. Bubba Dub signed to another nigga. So he signed a two, two niggas. Already issues. I get a call from Boss Talk about two years ago. Hey, man, I got Bubba Dub at the shop, man. They want to do something with you, man. Oh, it's going to be great. My ladies from Skin Cut Touch. They up here. Uh, we do a magnificent, funny video. Well, if they would have put it out, they would have put me and that nigga in a movie together, homie. We would have been the new Martin Lawrence and, and, and Eddie Murphy if they would have put this motherfucker out. We playing like we in the store. Charleston and this, the two snitches shit. Ah, oh, homie. They don't put it out. Now, I done, I, I done drove way from far, far forward to come out here to Box Spring. I ain't charged for this. I didn't get no B-roll of my own where I can put it out. So for about six months, I'm saying, hey, man, when y'all gonna put the footage out? Another three, man, when y'all, so I'm saying, man, why they won't put the footage out? Come to find out why I heard this man. I said, oh, okay. I done, yeah, okay, I see what this is. If they were smart, they'll put it out. They don't never put it out. So I run into him in East Texas at the Mama Scott event. Shout out to Mama Scott. Say, what's up, my nigga? Oh, man, we cool. This my nigga. Bump it up, my nigga. Man, when y'all gonna put it out? Oh, man, I'll get it to you. I'm hitting boss talk. Man, why y'all won't give it to me? Let me woo, woo, woo. Won't nobody give it to me. So I'm saying, man, okay. So I'm in my feelings about this, but I ain't tripping. I see him again. Goddamn, dog, man. Woo, woo, woo. Why y'all won't put it out? I forgot what he told me. At this point, I said, fuck it. I'm doing my own thing. I end up signing with a, a, a production company, a talent agency that oversees the likes of myself and Michael Black's, one of the Wayans brothers, in Bubba Dub. We're on the same roster now. Uh, he ain't headlining. I'm headlining. Uh, and what I made in one show, uh, the agency made more than what I made in one show than what he done made all year in all the shows. Uh, I don't know they mad about nothing. All of a sudden, I start seeing it in the say, I'm stealing this jokes. I'm saying, man, I don't even know what I'm going to say when I get up there. I ain't, I'm still a nigga joke. Man, I, don't, I ain't repeated nothing the same time twice yet. I done done one, two, three show comedy show. I ain't said the same thing twice yet. So before I started saying something, out of respect for the agency, I called the agency. Hey, man, what's up with this shit? The agency says, that's strange. That's ironic. Because that's what people were calling and saying about him. Watching them old Def Jam comedies come trying to go up there and regurgitate them 90s Def Jam comedy sets. So uh, that's where that came from, homie. But uh, man, uh, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't watching no nigga, homie. For one, I'm too arrogant to go steal a nigga joke. Yeah, I'm too arrogant, homie. Uh, yeah, and I don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah, nigga, I'm niggas pressure up there to try to steal a nigga joke and remember. <laughs> nigga, if... I got so much content, homie, but what done happened with me was Soldier Boy shooting myself. Uh, the, the, man, I, got, I ain't got to steal no nigga shit. Hey, bro, you have literal videos, hilarious videos 
millions of people left. <laughs> Why would you still it, bro? Well, I got the funniest shit you ever said was when you fed the Muslims pork in the family. I ain't told that shit. <laughs> you ain't told that shit. Oh, that was coming. Oh, it's coming. Oh, but but think about this, homie. Oh, I've been talking about. Niggas eating ass. <laughs> I stay bragging about look later. Here go them lips that don't get them bumps on it. You know, I stay doing that. Uh, but homie, that's just hate, homie. Homie, uh, I don't see Bubba Dub selling out nowhere. Homie, I, I, I don't see, man, I don't see nobody other than me, Kevin Hart, uh, and a few other individuals that's booked up to May or June of 2023. I don't see no other comedian that got them scheduled. So, uh, and not only that, homie, uh, nigga, I'm, I'm, my, I'm, nigga, some shows, most of the shows I'm making, what most of them niggas making, and they've been doing this already, and I'm just starting out. I came with my own following. So, uh, and I didn't set out to do this. Uh, I discovered that I got the gifts and the talents of being a comedian. Mm-hmm. I, I discovered that, homie. When I've been trying to find out, I was trying to go to law school, uh, nigga, I've been trying to do everything but make people laugh. Uh, I've been trying to help people, encourage people. Uh, I've been trying to do everything except make people laugh. So I ain't got to go try to plagiarize a nigga. He got to play a snitch. He got to play Roger for the years. He got to do that. Mm. I just get up, don't even know what the fuck I'm going to say and start talking, and people go to chuckling. All right, well. So... Speaking of, you know, playing that role, uh, you also met up with Terrence Gangster Williams. We seen a picture yeah, yeah, of y'all yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. He said he wanted to meet you. Yeah, yeah. And he, that chance uh, meeting happened. Tell us like what was what was that as far as meeting with Birdman's brother, uh, uh, uh Gangster. Oh, uh, he done some of the realest shit I ever seen a nigga do, homie. Uh he went to his parole officer and said, Hey, can I fly to another state and go work with Keith? Yeah, he met me in, in, in Griffin, Georgia, homie. Uh, to come work with kids. That's real. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Anything, uh, anything about the character that you saw? I know you probably heard of, you know, see my interviews, Vlad, whatever. Uh, to meet the man, once again, it's always the character and then the man. And how was meeting the man, uh, uh, Gangster Williams? Uh, yeah, no, nah, man. Uh, I, I, ain't, I ain't see Gangster Williams. Mm. Yeah, I saw Terrence. That's right. Yeah, uh, he killed too many people, homie. He been involved in too many murders. Uh, God wouldn't have let Gangster Williams come out. Mm. He seen he seen uh, Meek, and so and so his meekness seemed like a weakness. He seemed soft. Mm. Uh. That's why Boosie's saying the things he's saying. That's a man you wouldn't say the things to if he wasn't trying to redeem himself. He walking in redemption. So I seen Terrence. Uh, he got a he got he got like a light that shines off his skin and he's smiling. Uh, uh, I know people that smile like that. They kill people. Uh, my brother used to have a smile like that. And he real dangerous. He should be real dangerous. But he was always smiling. <laughs> yeah, I know some people smile. Homie, they dangerous though. Uh, I was looking for that in him. Mm. Uh, 
almost your an honest kid. Yeah, I almost see an honest kid, homie. Uh, yeah, it's crazy because you also say you recommend prison for children that, you know, doing how how wild he was living. Them nigga kill a bunch of people. Yeah, you you recommend. He walked with killers, <laughs> he hung with killers, he part, man, homie, they were killers when they was the murder capital of the world. Mm -hmm. And look how uh you can't. You can't pretend what I see in that man, homie. Mm -hmm. The redeeming qualities that I seen. Uh, he got a long way to grow, but he's been redeemed. I don't see no killer. Mm. Man, that's the realest thing. Well, let's go and get into it then, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> the world want to know certain things, man, and only you. Uh, let's go. Only you know how to throw it out there, man. Uh, I seen. I seen a. I seen a shirt come out that say "Gonna Tell." Gonna tell it. Gonna tell her. What are you gonna say? Gonna tell her. Um, we got gonna tell her. <laughs> uh, we got gonna cooperate. <laughs> we got gonna testify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Yeah, God. yeah, yeah, Shit, yeah. Man. Did you yeah. foresee all that coming? Like, no. What I did, I yeah, did. Yeah. And, and we got gonna go to jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's the other part of the uh, the snitch all star team? Oh, uh, uh, the whole YSL crew. I told y'all they were gonna do it. I told y'all over half was gonna break. Boy, everybody laughed when I said that last year. Over half. I haven't seen a crew yet. I haven't seen a gang. I haven't seen a mafia crime family that when they come in and gather up a bunch, it's only been one group. Waco. Waco. <laughs> and they was from all different other bike groups. People died. Homie, nobody said nothing. Nobody was charged because of silence. They didn't have no phone conversations. They knew they was going to all be meeting up at Twin Peaks. They didn't have no videos. <clears throat> so, when I saw all the evidence, I said, they going to tell it. <laughs> so, I just sat down with a, a undercover police officer. Uh, that took down the largest gang drug bust in the history of Fort Worth, Texas. The notorious four-trade gangster Crips. Officer Teagan, the fishbowl. Historical case. Historical case. One white guy. Some Dunny Brasco type shit, homie. Uh... When you read the, when, when, when you talk to him, right? So you always got the, the, the King Slime kind of guy. Mm. King Slime. King Slime sitting in that motherfucker with commissary stack, goddamn me, past the Statue of Liberty. King Slime got guards that listen to his music that'll bring him a cheeseburger if he won't. He got a male guard that'll take him out to the chow hall and let him fuck a female guard if he won't. That's King Slime. 
It's niggas around King Slime at the domino table. I ain't going to let nothing happen to King Slime because King Slime can put money on this book. King Slime, all right. Them other 99 niggas that's in there up under King Slime calling home, press one to accept, <laughs> two to deny. They hitting two. <laughs> the mother nigga crossed the way calling. They can't get through. It's another nigga saying, say, homie, uh, you see if your girl click over and call my mama. When they call, the girl say, they say they don't want to talk to him. Motherfucker got court-appointed lawyers. Think about how this going. Homie, mama got caught. Everybody, nigga, only nigga got a lawyer is King Slime. Just yeah. like in the fishbowl case, only one nigga had a lawyer. What y'all want the rest of us to do with this court-appointed lawyer, these past criminal convictions, and we got this gang statue on us? Nah, homie, uh, I, I, I know. I know, I, I know reality. I, I know that there's no real honor amongst thieves where niggas go keep the loyalty. If it's 27 niggas in that group, you know at least four or five of them niggas can fuck your bitch. If nothing else, you want to tell just to keep them niggas in here with you so they don't fuck your bitch. Because y'all done fucked hoes together. You know that nigga got a move he got that might get your bitch. You know this nigga here eat pussy to a heart catch on fire. And your woman love her pussy to be ate. You know you got a partner eat pussy to a heart catch on fire. She got to run and put, get that bubble stop from smoking. <laughs> And your woman, she love a pussy. And you don't eat pussy too good. You want to tell on him, keep him in jail with you. Play dominoes together with that dude. Don't let him lose because he going he go, he go to set her on fire. <laughs> I'm serious. No. No, nigga, I'm dead serious. Like, no. So, yeah, no, I'm dead. Motherfucker, I'm serious. Now, I get why you would tell, but um, they giving some of these cats, felons already, convicted felons already, 20 years probation. They know you coming back, huh? <laughs> to, tell mean, us some more, to tell us some more information. But, but here's the thing. Don't y'all know the feds can still come and pick this case up on y'all dumbass niggas? The feds can come get y'all under the RICO federal case because y'all done pled a guilty. Oh shit. And come put you in a mean headlock. Tell me some more, nigga. <laughs> I can't breathe. Tell me some more. Yeah. And and yeah, they might put them niggas in some more headlock. Them niggas gonna go to Holland then. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, homie. Uh one nigga got 30 year probation. That's wild. <laughs> I life, don't know a nigga. Life on probation is wild. Oh, uh, listen. Life on probation is wild. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they could have gave me 30 years with a GPS monitor around my neck at 41 years old. <laughs> at 41 years old, I'm with you 30. I'm doing two. I ain't doing nothing no more, young. I'm not lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He going straight. You best believe that. We ain't having no more problems out this nigga. Oh. Uh, I think they need to start doing that to young people. Give them 20 year of probation. First chance they fuck up, send their ass to prison. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, 20 year probation. Yeah, man, that five, oh, nigga with five years ended up getting 20 years anyway. So what do you say to the to the two YSL members that was offered probation but said, let's fucking take it to court? Oh, one of the niggas voted. Oh, so, so there's one nigga. Oh, oh we, got, we got us another one. We got, oh, got another one. Oh, oh, because the judge mad at them two niggas. I said, I'm tough, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm tough. Yeah. I hope they give them the death penalty trying to be tough. Oh, man. Sentence him to sentence that, that motherfucker that just playing tough, sentence him to death and see if he'll be tough then. Wobble, Say, man, I sound dumbass, nigga. Stop wobble rooting for the worst punishment ever. Bro, no, for and the judge told him, this is a very um, a generous offer. If y'all go before me in court, I will max y'all out. Y'all go, I'm going the judge talk. That's what, that's what made one of them go ahead and say, yeah. <laughs> say, homie, when you, when you call your mama, you, you listen, when you make the call, you tough. Except the click call, press one. Hey, mama, baby, what's wrong with you? Yeah, when you say, hey, mama, what's going on? Oh, baby, what's going on? They say, you, you, you're not taking that plea. Boy, you got a mama, too. <laughs> you got a mama, too. Put that on the shirt. Listen, homie, nigga, I done took the case. Nigga, me and I just got out the boys' home, homie. I've been gone almost seven years. I ain't even been out nine months, homie. My cousin go to school in Fayetteville, Arkansas, at the University of Arkansas. This nigga is the student president of the BSA, Black Student Association, but he want to sell weed. I'm the dumb cousin with the shooting cousin, the dumbass shooting cousin, packing the gun, just getting out with the murder case. Uh, nigga, I jump in the driver's seat. Ain't a pound back there, mine. My cousin done brought a nigga in the back seat uh, that's really like a, uh, a FBI agent or something, but he playing like he's 16. Uh, Nah, homie, when we get stopped, I'm the driver. Only thing that motherfucking call mine is the gun. Nigga, I take all that shit. Uh, I, I went to a, a, a prison boot camp for like six months in, 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 in a RID. It was called a regimented inmate di- discipline prison boot camp. So I did six months in that boot camp, homie, for 10 pounds of weed and two firearms. Uh, I'm the tough cousin who just got out and done time. And I told my mom, mom, I'm gonna take the case. Uh, so he can still go in school and be nigga. My mama said, You got a mama too, boy. Your sister. Nigga, I took the case. Only for him to say, Yep, they're my cousin. Yeah, him, see, we would go hire the same lawyer, this badass lawyer named Doug Elliott. Uh, nigga, when me and my mama got out there, uh, to go meet with the lawyer, nigga. My auntie and my cousin was already in there paint me to be the bad cousin. So uh, we went to trial. And uh, we had a mistrial. And the only reason we had a mistrial is because uh, that right to remain silent. So when the police pulled us over, I told them, nigga, man, just get your ID and don't say nothing. So when we went to court during the trial, the prosecutor asked uh, the arresting officers, so where were they headed? Oh, they was headed to Arkansas. So how do you know? Well, they had Arkansas memorabilia, Arkansas license plate. My lawyer jumped up and said, I object, Your Honor. Such and such, such and such, right to remain silent. That motherfucking judge said, find it in the law books. We can go to recess. 
and shit. My lawyer went and found it in law books. Whatever he was objecting to, we was exercising our right to remain silent. And because that motherfucker said something, we had a mistrial. Uh, because we didn't say nothing. We didn't say where we was going. And so we had a mistrial. And so they dropped the gun charges and, and kept the weed on the table. And uh, yeah, I took the, yeah, I took the case. Uh, my mom mad the motherfucker at me. How are you and your cousin? Uh, what you mean? He dead now. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, we fell out. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we fell out, homie. Uh, because he made it, uh, he made it like I was stupid. Right. For taking the case. But he also threw a look, he, he was getting ready to roll a blunt that he had in, in, in like uh, a piece of paper and he threw that out the window. It wasn't number probably, maybe $10 worth of weed. Uh, they had just passed that law. And what, 1996, September 91, 96, where if you get caught with any kind of drugs or anything, you lose all federal assistance. Yeah, he he uh he lost his student loan because he caught a drug conviction. He oh, got man. convicted for throwing that little weed out the door. I got I took the deferred adjudication uh for the 10 pounds of weed. Uh and it, it's not on my record. Cause I took oh. the deferred adjudication. Oh wow. Uh yeah, I had only been out for nine months on me. So as I grew up and, and, and started doing youth advocacy and, and working with kids, uh, man, one of the first things I learned that uh, almost 90% of kids uh, after getting out of the juvenile facility uh, is rearrested within the first year. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I'm one of those statistics. So I'm curious on your thoughts uh, and what advice would you give to Tory Lanez? Right about this time, him now going into the, you know, the jail system and seeing what's about to happen with that. You know, I'm sure he wasn't expecting a guilty verdict based on, you know, just the way he was moving. But here we are. That situation. I don't know what to tell a nigga in prison. I ain't never been. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just, know. How about I, some hard jail time? I, <laughs> I ain't never done no hard jail time. <laughs> I'm, I ain't no jailhouse nigga. I don't know if I should tell him to fuck or fight. <laughs> You want, I don't know what to tell the boy to fuck or fight to make the time hard or less hard. I don't know what to tell him. I ain't never been down that road. Did, did you expect him to be, did you expect a, Did you expect a guilty verdict based on the way things you were hearing about the trial and the way things was going uh, on? Yeah. Oh, uh, what, 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 it was a, it was it was some doubt based on a lot of the key witness. Well, I'm telling you. <laughs> so you saw past all of that? Oh, uh, listen. <laughs> it's doubt when the forensics guy says, hey, wasn't his DNA wasn't on the gun. That could be some doubt. Well, that's what was reported. That was reported. Says DNA yeah. wasn't on the gun. But then when it got to court, it was like, no, his shit is on the gun. Like, uh, Well, they said it's kind of inconclusive. Right? Oh, okay. okay. It, said, it, said it was inconclusive. No, it was the GSR, I think, that everybody so, so, can say. Yeah. But, but I, every, every piece of evidence <laughs> is, can be doubted. But you cannot doubt the victim who said, you shot me. You can't doubt no victim. Right. No, if, if a victim get on stand and they say, hey, who shot you? He did. You think that jewelry is going to go against a victim? Maybe you were drinking too much. So why were, why were so many people going against Megan? Is it, they really- Homie, it don't matter who going against Megan. Right. 
She got the guilty verdict because no jury is going to say the victim is lying unless you can prove stake commands. He shot me. Right. And you got a hole in your foot. Yeah, and you got the hole, so that's... Come on, homie. Yes. So it's hard. It's so, nah, homie, you, 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 man, that, that testifying victim, <laughs> not the, the witness can be doubted. The witness can be doubted, but not the victim. Uh, yeah. What about, what about Kelsey, right? She got on there and it looked like she took some type of a bribe because she clearly went on there and was man, just listen, like. listen, this is why, this is, listen, <laughs> this is why they give the jury specific instructions. Don't matter about all this other stuff. The victim said. That's the prosecutor's job is to tell the jury, listen, all this other stuff don't mean this lady said he shot her. And she her story haven't changed. Her story haven't changed. Some of the facts done changed. Kelsey's story done changed. Tori's story done changed. This victim's story haven't changed. That's facts. So y'all asking this jury, full of women, full of women. It was, yeah, it was yeah. heavily yeah. influenced. Come on now. I thought I might have worked in Tori's favor, but yeah, you can't doubt the victim. I swore for God it was till that girl got on the stand. <laughs> I do it. Listen, homie, I know criminal law. Homie, you're not you're not gonna get man uh, uh, unless you're gonna go in there and victim shame and victim bash, and not many judges gonna let you do that. So, and I'm glad you said that because um, I want your thoughts with your knowledge on when you look at a uh, I believe it was what Shaquilla Robinson. Yeah. Uh, you said you're about to do some stuff with uh, her people. When you look at her case and her in that scenario. Yeah, by way of my man Anton Daniels, man. Anton yeah. Anton the first media outlet that reached out to the father. Right, and shout out Anton for getting that. And I saw that. Yeah. And uh he was speaking from a real place, like, no, we need that. No, 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 no. We ain't about to let this just go by the way of Mexican government. Yeah. We need to have some real answers. And the FBI got involved, things of that nature. When you see something like that, did you immediately, even you personally, see hey, there's foul play here, or at least there's something it needs to be looked at. It's not just cut and dry. And does America need to look into it or leave that with the federalities and let the federalities handle that? Uh, when I looked at it, I brushed it off. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I brushed it off. Uh, it, it wasn't until I saw it from the father's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. That I I used to say, man, I I, I want to help. Yeah. Uh, where's the community outrage? Uh, nobody's gonna do nothing if black people's not upset about it. Yeah. Not one celebrity have spoke on it. Yeah. Nobody have gone to the house uh, and demanded they be arrested like we do the police officers when when they do it. Uh, I remember a white man was doing something, a military white man was trying to bully this black kid out of, in California about a year ago. He was walking somewhere. The white man and the white woman. Yeah. So many black people impeded upon their yard and was standing out there demanding something. Uh, why are we not doing nothing now about this? Why, homie? Yeah. So that's why I don't take Black people serious about nothing they cry about. Homie, we curse so much for the dead. And we'll look at something like this, homie, and not be even moved by it. Yeah. 
Man, we man, nah, what man, what we saw happen? Uh all last week, homie, I watched, I watched my home address be put online. Mm, yeah. I done watched nigga put my mama address online. Uh these the people addresses we supposed to be putting online. Yeah. Nah, for real. Yeah. Uh <laughs> so yeah, nah, homie. Yeah. Uh I feel I feel like uh it reminds me of not saying it's the same scenario, but with Tamir Rice, where it's you know it's been seven years since that, and we should still have the same outrage, but you know, it's kind of like we move on and we should move on. There was certain no things. outrage over Tamir Rice. There was no out, it was it was only outrage over George Floyd. It wasn't no outrage over Mike Brown. It wasn't no outrage over Trey. It wasn't no outrage. Right. Uh, and it surely wasn't no outrage over this sister that we watched get brutally beat and murdered by her friends. Right. And man, them people went back and ate dinner and cried and told their told their mama and father that she died over alcohol poisoning. Mm. God. And all her money came up missing that she had with her. Yes. Very true. Very true. Uh, yeah, that's that's tough in itself. That's tough yeah, in itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, that, now there's some other things, you know, that, that's been going down, and I, I just gotta get your take on it. Um a picture of Jerry Jones pops up. Yeah. 1960-something, Jerry Jones right there standing in Little Rock, Arkansas, not letting two black kids, he, he's he's in it. And he spoke on it. Yeah. He said, I was just, you know, pulling up to see what was going on. And, you know, I'm just, you know, just, I'm just a bystander looking at what's going on. Do you take that as an answer from uh, the Cowboys uh, owner and general What did manager? he do wrong? He did nothing wrong except being a picture that for some reason, or not for some reason, but that we would look at today and say, Whatever we, whatever picture we want to paint in this picture, whatever, whatever story we want to write. Even he was stopping a black person from coming to school. What did he do wrong? It wasn't wrong in his time. So how can you come along when you wasn't even around and say that's wrong? You wasn't even, that wasn't wrong during his time. It was right to hate a nigga back then. <laughs> Damn. That was the right thing to do. <laughs> Don't let this motherfucker in here stop. Get out of here, nigga. But isn't that the problem though? Like, if you don't feel that inherently, like you should maybe I shouldn't pull up and add to that one that that one person to add to the thirty that's already there. Because now it looks like a mob. If ten people felt like, nah, let's fuck fuck that, let them come in. We did it during Black Lives Matter. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> we did it during Black Lives Matter. So thirty years from now, we gonna see somebody, man. You was in this picture. <laughs> Listen, see, you just you just, you just pulled up to this. Hey, I was so, just supporting well, well, this guy. Well, let me just say this. Oh. Uh, when slave masters owned slavery, we can't stand up today and say that was wrong. It was right then. It was right then. It wasn't wrong when they were doing it. We come along saying it's wrong. What are they going to say what we did wrong to hold against us when we get old? Because I promise you, nigga, it's some shit I done at 15 years old that was horrible to white people. It's some shit that I done at 12 years old. Boy, if they find it, that was horrible. So, homie, how y'all gonna be mad at him? Nigga, my grandma and them hate white people too back then. We got movies like Till just came out. Emancipation just came out. It's, those movies are triggering to things like that where, you well, know. Him and Till. Yeah, you know, the movie, you know, it came out and it reminds us like, oh, shit, I, I forgot this was a, 
this was a thing, and we was we supposed to be angry as fuck right now. Oh, uh, so these movies come out and like, yeah, it brings back those for who though? Shit, I, shit, really for us and for them. Now, I think uh, I don't them, know. Them old movies don't bother me. It just make me feel something for the moment. But uh, those movies don't bother you guys because it don't evoke no change. If those movies meant so much, we would put our guns down and stop killing each other every time we watch one. If we think that was so wrong, homie, uh, nah, homie, Jerry Jones ain't wrong for being hateful 40 years ago. And if y'all think he ain't hateful today putting them niggas in them cowboy jerseys, you're a lying motherfucker. <laughs> if you think Robert Kraft ain't, come on, nah, homie, that's, Come on, man. Motherfucker, old white person ain't wrong for being racist 40 years ago. And here come you millennials trying to shame him for being niggas. So y'all wasn't even here. <laughs> man, this picture been around before y'all even got here. Now y'all done seen daddy's porn. Now y'all think daddy a pervert. That's all this is. Y'all somewhere snooping. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man, listen, homie. Whatever I had, whatever, whatever was before us, we can't declare it right or wrong. We wasn't there. Man, uh, what white person go go against the culture of slavery and kicking black people in the ass? Black people ain't going against the culture of gangbanging. You know why? Because they'll kill you. So that's why white people didn't stand up against other white people. That's why when you pull up, you join in. Y'all do it. We do it. We go somewhere with other black people. We just do what they do. We just join in. That's why I hate this generation. That's why I hate this generation. So uh, we just had a situation yesterday. I want you to touch on it. Uh, there was a... Um uh, football player, I believe, on the Bills. Uh, yeah, Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin had a cardiac arrest on the field. Uh, What's his position? A lot of cornerback. Cornerback. He got up. Yeah, he, he made it. He made a tackle. Got up. Collapsed. It was going on an hour trying to. You know, yeah. his heart stopped. Yeah. Resuscitate him twice. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. God. Give a fuck about no motherfucking football player, nigga, and kids getting killed. Man, fuck a football player, nigga fucking that pat. Man, fuck that shit, nigga. And and all these kids getting shot and killed, homie. So the NFL stopped stopped everything. And Skip Bayless came in on and made a comment saying, no, we still need to continue the game. Get his goddamn ass off the field. Man, get that motherfucker <laughs> off the field. Come on, y'all area. Come on. We ain't sit y'all ass down standing up for this motherfucker. Y'all, the man, fuck that football player. This is about football. People die out here and niggas get hurt. This is a gladiator sport, remember? Mm. Get his carry the bitch out. That's how we want these niggas carried off the goddamn field. Because football is not interesting no more. Shit. Let another motherfucker die and come back to life next week. Make great for sports ratings. Fuck him. <laughs> I'm for the babies, nigga. <laughs> what the baby's gonna do? Yeah, nah, man, I'm with Skip. We should keep on going. Don't stop shit, nigga. His mom and them got a good insurance policy. They're gonna keep all the house and the jewelry he got over there. Get his ass off this field and get to keep the game going. This is a business, y'all. Well, shit. We ain't got time to care about this nigga. 
because we don't care when he go crazy from the head concussion. Y'all think we really, y'all think the NFL really care about that nigga? They don't give a fuck about him, and neither do I. It's another nigga go replace him. It's another motherfucker just as soon as he die, get healthy. It's a nigga in his shoes. So, nah, homie, uh, it was just for the moment, and I'm with Skip. You know how much money we lost? How much? How many commercials? On, man, come on, man, get this nigga off the field. <laughs> check, check, That's check, Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah. That. So, so, all right, well, if NFL is a problem, let's go to the WNBA then. Fuck them hoes, man. Shit, bitch. God damn shit. it. They, yeah, Brittany. It's just a bunch of dyke bitches. Brittany Griner home. It's just a bunch of, man, fuck that shit. She left that bitch over there. <laughs> When you, when you saw her, when you, when you saw her, hey. hey, listen, ain't nothing but a bunch of dyke bitches. They won't let nobody fuck, fuck them. Say, listen, uh, and only 20 people showed up to a home thing. They don't give a damn about us coming up. It wasn't number 20 people there. Man, I'm mad at the motherfucker. They didn't let Paul Whedon over there. They didn't let that to merchant of death. They didn't, hey, I see, I see them cross the pass on the, on the flight. I'm like, man, this doesn't look like an even trade. It don't, it don't look like one just looking at it. I'm like, Griner versus the, the goddamn weapons dealer? And she want to come back and play basketball. She said, I want to get back and playing basketball immediately. Send her back over there to Russia. Send her motherfucking ass back over there to Russia and let her play for that Russian team that locked up. Don't let her come back over here to play. She's a convicted fella. <laughs> you run the house Say, man. Say. Well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, hey, speaking of Britney's, I know we spoke on Renner last time, and she came out saying that she felt like she regrets all the bodies she has because she just let them men just do whatever to her. Just lesser men just ran up in her. And she felt like this, I just tainted my my my, my soul and my body just letting these lesser niggas just do what they want with me. And she just felt dirty like a motherfucker. She know that's where the good dick is. <laughs> Everybody know the lesser niggas is where the good dick is. <laughs> yeah. You climb that ladder. If you, say, you climb that ladder if you want to looking for better. Yeah, yeah, you find your ass coming on, but sneaking back down here to the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, yeah, everybody know the greater is lesser. <laughs> say, yeah. Man. Yeah, man, man. you got them right. Oh, uh, the good dick benefits click. <laughs> Speaking of, like, and we was, you touched on this a little bit earlier. Would you rather have a laid back hoe or a loyal nagging bitch? A laid back hoe. Nigga, the Bible don't even like the nagging bitch. <laughs> The Bible instructions is if you got a nagging bitch, lawyer or not, get your pillow. Bitch, I'm going to the roof. <laughs> Sleep on the rooftop. The Bible gives you clear instructions. Say it's better for a man to sleep on his rooftop, homie, than live in a house with a nagging woman. So, yeah, give me that law host so I can think and have peace. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I gotta say it like this then um, Nick Cannon came out and said man he feels like a bad father cause he's spread too thin he is god damn 
Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he, his feelings is accurate. His goddamn feelings is accurate. <laughs> he ain't, yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't got to validate that shit. He feel it. Yeah, he's a, he feeling that. The kids getting older. He feel it. Like, daddy, where you at? I mean, nigga, you can't do this shit and think you can be great to all ten. Somebody, somebody gonna get neglected. Somebody. Man, that seven, eight, nine, ten child is hard to love them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all little seven motherfucking kids. Yeah, man, ain't no way where you little ten kids out and say, oh, three of them motherfuckers you ain't gonna like. Two of them you might can't stand. Those they go to get. Man, hell, now he is a bad father, made all them goddamn babies. Man, little Romeo, man, he uh got on his daddy's ass, man. Talk, talking about he stole his money, put paid the taxes off. Is little Romeo entitled? That bitch lying. And I don't mean to call P boy a bitch. But that little motherfucker lied. That boy dad ain't stole his money. Oh. Uh, how he get into college? Who paid for his college? I mean, you know, parents you know, will always take care of college. You grown when you go to college. <laughs> but okay, when you when you in college, who feeding you? Cause you ain't getting the school pay or grand lunch money to eat. Who feeding you? When you driving them nice cars, now let's stop and think for a minute. You ain't no platinum selling artist, nigga. You ain't no platinum selling artist. Bow wow them was, you wasn't. Uh, your Nickelodeon checks. Somebody got to pay taxes on all this money you making as a kid with this Nickelodeon money. That's where the most of your bulk of your money come from. It ain't this motherfucking record sales, nigga. It's from your little start on Nickelodeon. How long you think that money gonna carry you, son? And you don't Nickelodeon that little bitty boy. Now you hanging with your celebrity friends. What kind of car you driving, Romeo? That 93 octane required motherfucker. During the time when gas prices were four, five dollars. You was partying too. I remember Romeo. You were dating Angela Simmons. What about bottle popping service? Going out hanging. Who who paying for that, Romeo? So come on, homie. So at the end of everything, he said, Mama was right about you. I mean, nigga, you been sitting over there listening to your mama, huh? I was right about you, goddamn it. <laughs> Boy, I tell my That's son. Yeah, you've been sitting over there listening to your goddamn mama, huh? Uh, but she, yeah, man. So, uh, uh, there you have. Yeah, his his cries was invalid. Mm. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, his, his cries was invalid, homie. But I'm I'm looking at it from a father standpoint. Who who been there f- from day one? Uh, man, your children will never really appreciate you till you dead and gone, until they realize the value of your presence, which no longer could be accessed and used. Uh, take take that presence, take that presence out of the Miller family, and what would Romeo them be without Master P? If Master P didn't ever become Master P, so uh. You're not, homie. You don't, you don't, no, nah, homie. He was wrong with a motherfucker. All right. Well, speaking of a father's standpoint, is um is uh Michael Jordan Jr. destroying his father's legacy by Fuck taking down Scottie Pippen's wife? Not at all. Oh, goddamn. Yeah, no, nah, how he's destroying <laughs> his 
That's a son though. Like I, that, like his father still has things to build and it's a whole lot of old rotten bitches grabbing for their young dick. <laughs> it's a whole lot of anus play anus fucking nephew. It's a whole lot of play uncle's fucking little niece. It's a whole lot of play brother's fucking sister. Come on, homie. Oh. It's Michael Jordan though. And Scotty Oh. No, no man is no man's dick is loyal to his daddy's friend. Nigga, my dick ain't loyal to who my daddy. No, nah, homie, just that. Man, you think she? You think he went after her or she went after him? Chances is the old riding hoe went after him. Chances because that's ain't Lord of such and such man. So come on now. <laughs> And then, nigga, daddy might have said, get the bitch. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what the You don't know, yeah. I can see Michael Jordan. Uncle might have said, get the bitch. Uncle Pippin might have said, get the bitch. Did you like that? Whole, man, fucking for the loan. Get him, nephew. <laughs> Yo, we don't know. Oh, uh, but I know she a rotten hoe. <laughs> she wrong. He ain't. Nah, he looks happy. She wrong, homie. <laughs> he, he ain't. He's all smiles. Oh, uh, what he doing wrong? He probably been jacking off to a woman to fuck her. I used to want to fuck my ain't Sharon. I used to see the motherfucking titties. Boy, she come home from that federal prison. And boy, yeah, I was looking through that motherfucking thing, through that keyhole, and them motherfucking perky banana titties. Boy, I couldn't wait to see them titties every time she got out of the keyhole. Yeah, nigga. Well, then you had to let you know back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, yeah, yeah, damn keyhole, goddamn. Yeah, nah, man, hold one little boy won't fuck the anus. <laughs> and love to grow up and fuck the anus, no matter how old she is. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of, a whole lot of that going on. It's normal. <laughs> All right, well, so all right. In that van, I need you. I need your stance on uh, Deion Sanders, man. Uh, he ended up leaving Jackson State to go off to Colorado, man. Uh, a lot of people were shaming him for all the things he promised Jackson State. He gonna change the world. The sky gonna turn purple, and we gonna just kumbaya all day. And I don't know what they wanted, but for what he promised them, and for him leaving within two years, is he wrong? At first, I said, yeah. But I was speaking, I was in my feelings. Boy, I was mad in the motherfucker at Dion. Mm. But that was, I was, that was a little boy in me. Boy, that was the little boy in me that was trying to feel how them kids feel that just got to Jackson State and they finally got a man in their life. I felt abandoned. Yeah, nigga, I was mad. I felt like I was on the Jackson State football team, huh? I feel like, man, nigga, finally get him a mentor in our life, man. And nigga, I'm excited about it, and he gone. Yeah, yeah I was I was, I was, I was wrong. And I want to apologize to Dion for what I said, huh? Mm. Uh, Cause I was thinking from 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 the kids, as a man who been a mentor, uh, and a man who is a mentor and does youth advocacy. Uh, I know how brutal it is for uh, a man to show up in, in a young man's life uh, and then disappear. Uh, the attachment that you have. Uh, there's going to be a lot of hurt kids that's going to they go give up because of that. Mm. They go, they go resent him. They go resent every other man uh, because they go feel like, man, he abandoned me. Uh, that's understandable, uh, cause I felt that, homie. 
But that changed. Or at least some understanding came from that. I, 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 that was my initial feeling uh, because it was a shock. How many, me, me and Dion have been, uh, we have been messing with each other throughout the year, throughout last year. Mm. Uh, man, when, when, when Coach was having his surgery, so yeah, no, nah, man, uh, uh, I was getting a lot of claps, probably claps from Dion. Mm. Uh, I was sending a lot of, hey, man, praying for you, man, you like my dad. So I was, I was sending a lot of messages to Coach Dion. Uh, so, nigga, I felt like them kids felt, man, fuck you, man, you just like your <laughs> Yeah, nah, all right. Uh, yeah, a lot of kids. But I'm a father who have to feed my kids. Uh, man, he got to feed his family. Yeah. The man was giving half his salary away to the school. Yeah. Uh, the first few months, man, they broke into his office or his house and, and stole something from him. Uh, his, his son, one his son, was robbed at gunpoint. Uh, the, the school was stealing, homie. Mm. They they left him with no choice. Black people doing this black school like this. Uh, yeah, I want to apologize to him, homie, I'm because now I know. Uh, it's just like with Romeo. Romeo won't never know what his father had to endure and, 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 and go through until he starts fathering, right? Yeah. Uh, without saying too much, let me just say this, homie, and, and I'll say this from, from, from my own personal uh, experiences uh, from, from being in, in this position. Black people make it easy for white people to take us from them. Mm. When the white man come to you, whether that's a, a record label, and they, and they say, hey man, let me, let me show you something. And they show you how your people fucking over you. Now, your people warning you, your people saying, man, then white folk go come and try to pull you away from us. Man, I sure hope you don't leave us, man. Your mm. people go be, cause they know. And, 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 and white people are gonna try to come take the best of black people away from black people at every aspect of our existence. Mm. That's real. Uh, America didn't kill all the Nazis. America took the best Nazis and preserved them. <laughs> they took all the mastermind Nazis. They didn't kill all of them and punish them. And they took them on the bad motherfucking Nazis. Yeah. Men, come over here and let her tap into that brain. Let her use you. And, and in the process of that, it was some Nazis that was able to be redeemed, no matter how horrific they were uh, during the Holocaust. America gave them protection because of what they knew and what they could do. So even, even with Al-Qaeda, even with the Taliban, the best of the best they'll preserve because of what they know and what they can do. Mm. Uh, a hacker, the feds catch a hacker, they'll preserve some and keep them and use them based on what they know and what they can do. So when you good and you real good, man, them white people go come to you. It's only smart to do and see if they can't say, come on over here, man. Mm. Why wouldn't you come over here? 
they stealing from you. They doing this to you. None of this will happen over here. We're going to guarantee. So you looking at your people saying, man, y'all stealing from me? Well, no, man, we wouldn't, man. We just can't find the money. Man, why didn't y'all say nothing now? Mm. The white folks come help you to how your people doing you. Your people don't help you. Right. That's facts. That's facts. So I just want to apologize to them, homie, because I done been hip to some shit, homie. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's good over here with my people. Really? I'm thinking the fucking that my people is doing to me is good, homie. Mm. And I'm enjoying the fucking because I don't know I'm getting fucked. <laughs> I'm enjoying this fucking unknowingly. <laughs> but when they come tell me, hey, man, this is, you getting fucked real. I am. Oh, this hurt. Oh, <laughs> now it hurt because now I know I'm being fucked. Yeah. And it hurts, homie, when this, you, so, man, my, my, man, that, that shit hurt, homie. That's real. I appreciate it for even uh, you know yeah. com coming to terms with that. Um, now speaking of stealing, you spoke on a pastor a couple of interviews ago that, that was robbed, and uh, they end up swooping him up for all kind of embezzlement, stealing from old folks from the church, for doing it for years. Mm. All that Gucci, all that, all the goddamn necklaces. Seemed like he had a whole operation going on. What are your thoughts when you see that? Cause I know we spoke on it the first time, and you like, hey, goddamn it, rob him again. Yeah, they, and they, they came in on his ass. They God. took too long to rob him. They let the white now the white folk for the robbing. <laughs> now the white folk for the robbing. <laughs> they they were supposed to yeah yeah they supposed to kidnap him and hold him for ransom and all kind of shit before we let the white folk get him. <laughs> yeah yeah no nah, no nah, they supposed to get him. Oh, uh, <laughs> they came in. Yeah, they supposed to get him, homie. Oh, uh, uh, God ain't using preachers no more. Uh, even during biblical times, God didn't use preachers. He used prophets. Preachers get in the way of God. Uh, only our grandmothers pay attention to preachers and, mm -hmm. and, and hurt women. Uh, That's real. That's yeah, real. so no, nah, they, they don't have, they, the church have become obsolete because the church is confined inside of a building and, and, and no one wants to be confined. Uh, the church is supposed to come outside of the building and they supposed to be out looking for lost souls. Lost souls ain't supposed to be showing up at the, the church supposed to be out looking for lost souls, trying to, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's a confinement now. Uh, with, uh, with traditional religious doctrine, uh, what make what makes it hard to access God? I can see that. Yeah, they make it hard to access God because the preacher become the God, or he gets in the way of God, and and the and the preacher starts saying, "Well, God told me to tell you," and he started talking to you as if he really get to talk to God. <laughs> Is his voice deep or soft, Pastor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If he told what for, I Is his voice deep or soft, Pastor? Oh, he's soft. You're a goddamn liar. Yeah, so they'll tell you anything once they go, once they can discover them. Uh, goddamn. The Book of Eli. One of my favorite movies. Top five favorite movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, it took me to see that motherfucker 10 times before I knew what it was, what, what, what it was about. They was looking for the book, thinking that they can take the book away from him, but he had the book in her. 
He had the book in his head. He knew the book was in his head. Meaning, his actions showed the book. People were believing based on him, his actions. They ain't open that book. We the book of Eli, the generation without the book. We the and and the people who know the book is looking for us not to have the book, and that's how they go control us, knowing that book. Oh. Uh, by us not knowing the book, we looking for something different in people's actions. Yeah. To what we that's how we go discover the goodness of God. We, we ain't gonna open that book, homie. And that's what I'm telling everybody. For us, God ain't gonna exist in the book. Quit telling us about that book. Show us. Show us. Man, that's right. Show us in your actions. Show us, yeah, now, nah, but. Uh, and, and I'm saying everybody quote that book, mean, hateful, mean-spirited. They don't help no so Man, fuck that book. God don't exist in a book. I'm telling you as a kid, nigga, I was locked in a cell without the book. What was I supposed to do when it's time to kill myself? And I ain't got, why am I going to find God and I'm in this bitch nine months, man? I ain't got the book. Who I'm going to talk to? The preacher ain't coming down here telling me what God said. How do I access God without the preacher in the book? Can't nobody teach that. Mm. And ain't nobody willing to teach it. Ooh, that's powerful. That's powerful. Now, uh, speaking like that, you know, the world will be will try to cancel Charleston White. They try, they, you know, they do what they can. And uh, I want your thoughts on the Andrew Tate situation. I don't know that dude, man. People you don't got to know him. Okay. But they did try to cancel him on, you know, all platforms. And then just recently, Romania, of course, tried to hold him in on human trafficking. And he's since been released. And he says, hey, I've been, uh, I forgot what the word, uh, when they send, when they fakely send someone at you. But that's what he's claiming. Uh, but he also, he blames it all on just them trying to cancel him of stopping his voice from being able to speak and say what he want to say. Um, do you feel like stuff like that is planned or plots come to you or are ever, not even now, because now you're kind of going, you're transitioning. But at a time, did you feel like there is a bigger entity trying to hone you in on something that, man, I ain't, I can't even combat this shit? Uh, if they want to get you, they'll get you. Swatted is what I mean. Yeah, swatted was the word. If they want to get you, they'll get you. Ain't mm -hmm. no try to get you. Everything will be aligned for them to get you. Trust me, homie. Mm. Uh, that's bullshit. His voice and my voice doesn't pose a threat to no world government, no nothing. To make the people want to counsel you enough to come out and assassinate you. What is he talking about? The internet won't account him because he offend people. He don't offend the powers to be. Neither do I. We offend poor people who watch our videos. People with jobs who board at work. We don't offend military personnel, cybersecurity executives, uh, the Bilderberg group. Think about that, homie. <laughs> 
We don't offend those people. Nigga, Kim Ong Jong don't give a damn about Andrew Tate. The Chinese President Xi'an don't give a damn about me and what I'm saying. The creators of TikTok don't give a fuck about Andrew Tate. <laughs> Different groups may be trying to counsel him, but the powers to be, they're not trying to counsel him on. They just put him in a mental hospital and declare him crazy. Mm. So, <laughs> again, speaking on cancellation, uh, they try to cancel Avatar because they say blue people are played by white people playing indigenous people. Who trying to? <laughs> <laughs> who, who are these people? Yeah, who, who, who are these? Who, who, who got time to try to cancel something? <laughs> so who people offended? Who offended by blue people? Niggas. <laughs> Bad as black people still getting their ass kicked. Who mad by blue people? That's what I said. Man, if it's some white folk mad by blue people, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be mad as a motherfucker. <laughs> Nigga. And they man, they, they 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 mad about white people playing blue people. It's a it's a thing. It's a thing. They trying to take they trying to take it down, goddamn. It's a strange thing that we just got to do. Well, maybe that's why they why they wasn't too mad when Dylan Roof went there and killed them nine black people. Maybe that's why these kind of people ain't mad about when they do us bad. That this type of shit lets you know, nigga, we ain't got no value if they mad about the blue people. If they really mad about the blue people, uh, we need another police shooting quickly. We need another George Floyd type killing to go to turn up some shit to remind these people, say niggas is getting done bad, y'all. We need a reminder. Fuck the blue people on Avatar. They couldn't have made them all black. We would have been hot, man, they got niggas at the Avatar. We, nah, man. Yeah, man, we can't, man. White, say, uh, uh, man, we, we fucked this all. I'm saying we fighting over the wrong kind of shit. Oh. Uh, hey, Man, I was finna say some crazy shit that was gonna get us all fucked up. <laughs> yeah, oh, I ain't gonna oh, say that. Tell us off camera. Tell us off camera. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, I am. I ain't gonna say this on camera. Yeah. I'm gonna go wish for some crazy shit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Let me stop. God damn. I damn near just wanna blurt it out, but I ain't. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, let's, let's do it like this. God damn it. Um, man, uh, you know, in. I, I want you to better touch on these scenarios because, you know, uh, I think I, 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 don't, I can't remember if we we spoke on takeoff or takeoff was uh, a situation that happened after you uh, came the last time, but definitely RIP takeoff in the situation. Um, but I look at a situation like takeoff and I see finesse two times at a shooting in uh, I don't know if it's Tennessee or I don't know where it was at, but um, I see another rapper in a situation where guns is involved. People are hit. And not too many people are quickly to go to jail. Of course, when that's two times, that's mob ties still. That's all that stuff. And I'm thinking like, and again, you've moved around the country. Do people turn a, a blind eye to certain things? Or are they just like, hey, we're going to slowly investigate that. Let them do that to each other. Call it a day. Now, uh, most uh, police departments, most homicide detectives want to solve the murders. Most. Uh, for one, it's funding, homie. If nothing else, we want this shit for funding. We want solve a murder, get the gun. All this is funding. 
uh, the problem comes in is you got the no snitch rule in the black community, which makes it hard for investigations to go forward. Yeah, that's, that's without question. Yeah, that's the only problem. Nobody's gonna talk. We want the people to believe, man, they man, they don't give them down. They just slow an investigation. His own friends won't even talk. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to be known for the snitching. Nobody wants to help the police get the bad guy, even though we complaining about the bad guy. Ain't you know it and that shit was fucking me up because you you'll see your partner get shot and won't say a word, but as soon as we all get caught with these drugs. You know so much. You know who got the drug, where, who they got it from, where the delivery of that, uh, how much the drugs cost it. But when you see your partner die, it, it, it's it's nothing. You can't say nothing. You don't know who did it, nothing. And we all seen you on camera, seen your own boy get shot. Oh, uh, most people are afraid just to have a snitch label. Most most niggas. Even if it's a lie, niggas don't even want to be lied on as being a snitch because we have become, become so distorted. We hate the snitch more than we hate the rapist and pedophile. We hate a snitch more than we hate a man who beat a woman. We hate a snitch more than a nigga who kill a baby. I don't know where that came from. We hate the snitch more than a rapist, homie. So uh, how do we think we're going to ever be good to anybody when we can watch our homeboy get killed, go to the funeral, watch his mama, his kids, and everybody be sad Know who done it, but says, shit, man, I ain't gonna snitch. And his mama screaming for justice. Man, uh, this is why I say, nigga, I don't give a fuck about black people. Not this group, bro. Mm. I look for my kind. I don't give a fuck about my people, black people, nigga, just because we black. Nigga, I don't give a fuck about you, nigga. Nigga can be a white boy, nigga. And you can be a whole ass nigga and that white boy can be a thoroughbred. Nigga, I'll ride down with that white boy before I ride with a whole ass nigga. Mm. Nigga, that white boy actions go let it know he my kind. I ain't with my people, nigga. I been detached from black people, nigga. I'm for my kind. And I know my kind. Mm. Just like I know my people. I just don't fuck with my people. I fuck with my kind. That's real. That's real. Now you spoke on something um, where these celebrities are dying of fentanyl and these other drugs. I see uh, again, big we scar. We ain't got enough uh, celebrities dying of fentanyl. We oh, need more. God, God. We, we need more. Of, what what celebrity dying of fentanyl? So, well, when I look at a situation like a big scar, a gangsta boo, and hesh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's all involved, but I know some unknown substance in it, you know, whatever they Motherfucker get. getting high and doped up. Damn. Uh, uh, this is what I say. I don't feel bad for a motherfucker overdosing on drugs. Motherfucker died doing what they want to do. I hope I die doing what I want to do. Hey. Hey. 
Saying something. Don't try to stop me from doing what I want to do. If I like getting high or doing whatever I do and y'all find me dead and y'all know this is what I like doing, don't be at that motherfucker crying. Be with me. Boy, that nigga ain't fun like a motherfucker getting high, wasting his life. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Why y'all sad? This what I'm choosing. This what I'm choosing to do. This what I want to do. Yeah, I kept if doing it. it. If it kill me, fuck y'all sad fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna do it till the wheels fall off. Ain't that what they say? Yeah, that's, it. that's what they are. Yeah. So now, nigga, I ain't fucked up out of nigga killing himself getting high. <laughs> All right, there you go. Now, hey, real quick, because I I, I want to make sure we touch on it. Jody Breeze, which yeah. is alumni on the couch. Yeah. Oh, um, Judy done been over here before? He been over here before a couple times, a couple times. A couple times. So, you know, you know, so he gonna see this. And I'm sure he, just, he already watching. Uh, well, I don't know the goddamn issue. Me neither. <laughs> so, is it just another rapper thing that just, like, goddamn, just... If, he a rapper? <laughs> I, 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 cause, cause, well, here's the thing. In, in my mind, I'm getting into it with an internet nigga. He's transitioning, maybe. Because, because what, what rapping? What, 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 what? Because this is what I'm saying, homie. Oh, uh, I don't watch nobody but me. I did my normal thing every hour on the hour. I type in Charles White. I go to filter. And I put today and click. Judy came up. I said, Jody Brief, click on fuck he talking about me for. First thing I tell him, I said, fuck he talking about me for. He said he a rapper and he's sick of me. And he's a rapper's rapper's rapper. So I'm saying, well, he don't look like one. When I when I was at the MGM Grand, and all them rapping niggas was standing out there, all them niggas had them diamond necklaces on their neck. I said, man, Dubert, man, they having a rap concert around him, motherfucker. All these niggas, he got damn gold chains on. Boy, the next thing you know, Meek Mill walking through. Man, who done booked me to a motherfucking rap concert? I know a rapper when I see one. Judy Breeze don't look like no rapper, y'all. He had on a flannel shirt. He looked more like a forklift driver that worked in the Cold War house. So he said he was a rapper. I can't recall no songs he ever rapped about. So I take his word for him. And uh, I started beefing with another rapper, I guess. An old rapper. A has-been. A used-to-be. I thought he was a never was, but he a used to be rapper. Now he a nigga on the internet mad at Charleston. He's destroyed his legacy. He should have tried to come with one more album. The studio time that he paid for, whoever booked him for, he spent most of it talking to the phone. He was supposed to be on and say, hey, y'all, this is my new song. Getting ready to drop. Here, I wish y'all tell me what y'all think about it. He didn't have no music to play for the people. So, uh... He ain't no rapper no more. All right, well, uh, let's do it like this then. Speaking of rappers, and I don't want to talk about the rap, I want to talk about the action of the rapper. Glorilla. 
said that she loves her man so much that she will eat some food, get to kissing on him, get to fucking around, and then when he ejaculates, put that on the sandwich. Because I want right. to eat, put that on fries. My bad, fries. Because I want to eat it. That's one of them old, per- <laughs> old pervert-ass babysitting cousins. Done done that to that little girl. Nigga, yeah, nigga, one of them, one of them goddamn, that down off in the ghetto. They got them motherfucking, uh, them fries they keep in the freezer. One of them old hunching ass cousins done done that. Man, what made that little girl say that? <laughs> what made that, man, what made that, man, that's, I'm telling you, that's some shit they done done. A bunch of kids in the house, some teenage kids, some young kids. They sneaking and fucking without no grown parental supervision somewhere and done, done that shit. That's the only way you can think of that kind of shit. <laughs> what scenario this is? I ain't seen a porn where, you, where they come on the food and they eat it. <laughs> Nigga want that cum sucked out that dick. He don't want the cum shot on the fries. It ain't no enjoyment. <laughs> and she, man, put your mouth on this dick. Get that cum out there. That's what nigga want. She, man, that's some new pervert shit. The women done got perverted. I don't know what to have. I mean, hey, this, I is mean. Some, this is some mutation shit. Rap lyric got these whole mutating into some shit. We don't know what they gonna be later on down the road. God damn. Hey, a- man, shit. Hey, <laughs> man, that's some horrific shit to even think about. Hey. It gets there, man. It gets there, God. It gets there. All right, well, we That going... got to be demonic shit. Who thought of that? Just like that little boy. That got to be some demonic shit, homie. Huh? There ain't no shit no human thought of with no human thoughts. Oh, shit. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're going to end it like this once again. You know, we got him back, Charleston White. We're going to play the game, man. Y'all know what it is, man. Hurt or help black people. Now, uh, uh, it's been a tragic loss, but, um, you know, Queen Elizabeth passed. Uh, since the last time you was here. And I'm just curious, do you feel like Queen Elizabeth hurt or help black people? And I watched the Harry and Meghan, uh, Meghan Markle situation where she's half black, of course. Man, bitch was dead by the time they got married. She ain't done <laughs> shit to niggas by the time Meghan come along. That bitch done all the shit before this shit, before me and you ever got here, homie. Men, the Queen of England, have been one of the most horrific motherfuckers known to black people by way of the slave trade. Oh, talk to him. You're talking about something. Yeah, no, nah, man. Uh, no, nah, man, that's a that's an evil motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And y'all caught up into the to this to this shit, homie, but nigga, you better know you can study your history. That woman wasn't, that woman ain't never been kind to our kind. And our people. Uh, yeah, she owned over half the world's real estate. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, this this some uh nah, that's some more of the kind of shit. Okay. And right, niggas right. need to stay out of their business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, leave the queen alone, nigga. Uh <laughs> uh, we got some bitches we need to tend to, and we got some women we need to heal. We got some ladies that we got to go repair. Leave that queen alone. And uh, leave Megan Merkel alone. That white daddy. <laughs> yeah, that's a white boy, baby. <laughs> I, I heard, heard of help black people. We talked to social media last time, but specifically TikTok. 
Do you feel the TikTok platform hurts or help? Archive? Man, TikTok ain't done nothing to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I'm a TikTok star. How I don't say TikTok hurt niggas. Man, I'm a TikTok star. Man, I didn't even know I was the nigga. I didn't listen. I didn't know how big TikTok was, homie. Oh. Uh, no, nah, nigga, TikTok, no, nah, uh, but no, nah, it's hurting the shit out of us. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's hurting the shit out of us. Uh, uh, these social media platforms, uh, let me just say this, in the future will be used against you. You know how they say, what you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Social media will be will be used against us uh, to vote us back in slavery, to do to us what the Nazis done to the Jews, to do to us what the Europeans done to the Africans, to do to us what. Uh, the Arabs are doing to the Libyan people over there. We're gonna be punished again, y'all. We go, be, we go, we're gonna get punished again. It, 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 there, there gonna be some more laws, just like the mandatory minimum sentencing guidelines. There's gonna be some more federal and state laws that's gonna punish us like it did during mass incarceration. And what they're going to use is social media videos of black people. That's why if you look at the comment section, you see some of the most racist words toward us. White people coming over to look and leave comments. We are the new savages. We are the new monkeys in the jungle that Tarzan had to fight and swing from tree, tree to tree, homie. If you look at these videos, why you think it's only negative videos of black people? You don't see too many negative videos of whites, Asian, men, only us. That's the propaganda. It's propaganda always for every generation to demean, demolish, murder, enslave, and rape a group of people. We've always been that group. They used to didn't have a justification to do it. Now they do. They got the evidence. Right here. We uploading some of the worst images and video that you can see of our people. And the algorithms make sure our negatives stay at the top and we push it. So, uh, yeah, it, it's hurting us. On the flip side, uh, China created this uh, yeah. because China will be the ones to enslave black people again. They're already doing it in China. Part of one of the reasons and man, I'm talking too deep. I really need to shut up. But man, let me just say this. Mm. Uh, one, one of the reasons uh, that the coronavirus was released on America is because America flew some drones over China and took pictures 
of a, of a concentration camp uh, that's been enslaving or uh, just doing ex DNA experiments and they're doing this on black people. And somebody from wherever released these images and China vowed that America was going to pay for that. Then all of a sudden the pandemic hit, the coronavirus. China has movies. Uh, China been making movies. Uh, they got a Chinese Rambo. Big facts. Listen to me, homie. They got a Chinese Rambo like the white Rambo that we grew up seeing. Badass motherfucker. And he's in Africa fighting and killing all the Africans who's in his way of trying to get to the white man. Now remember, our Rambo was fighting who? Asians. Nigga, they indoctrinated and they used Rambo propaganda for many, many years for white boys to become soldiers. Uh, why you think you see so many Chinese videos and Chinese men and Chinese women coming out the back beating the shit out of us? Locking our women in the stove. Boom! Niggas think it's homie. Uh, when I was a kid, I read the front part of Revelations in the Bible. And then I read, I read the front part of Genesis. Yeah. And then I read Revelations. I've never read nothing in between. Uh, I remember reading in Revelation, it talks about a dragon. China is that dragon. China now rules the world. China is an atheist country. America now is saying we should ban TikTok. Our government is adamant that they are using TikTok. Oh. Yeah, it's hurting us. Yeah, I done went too deep. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, a, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, 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 let me it's going somewhere. Before I get us all killed. Yeah, now. Nah, <laughs> nah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I don't talk about myself. I'm going to say it on their platform. I'm going to get us all killed. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, this last one you can answer. Shit only, after that, I don't shit. You could, we, hey. But the last one was her to help black people. I was gonna ask you, uh, Puff Daddy, did he in his whole in the music career? He been career. fucking black people ever since he got into this motherfucker. Oh shit! Literally. Oh shit! Literally. Literally. Oh, shit. Literally. <laughs> There's a woman that said, "Man, she walked in and that nigga said, man, boy, yeah, yeah, he's a sick motherfucker.' Let me just say that. <laughs> yeah, he's a sick motherfucker. Let me just say it, I mean, kids look up to him, man. I mean, you know, I don't know no kid look up to Diddy. <laughs> I don't know. No, I know grown people who look up to him. Most of our kids wasn't born to look up to him. When they look at, uh, you know, he, he just had a, you know, congratulations to his new child. And they look at Carisha. They love City Girls. But they look at what he has. And like like you said, I see him. Grown folks do. Okay. Okay. We'll now take that. Now, kids look yeah. up to NBA young boy in dirt. Oh, yeah. They're not looking at Diddy. Uh, me and Diddy fucking his son's girlfriends. Damn. Come on, homie. That nigga fucking his son's girlfriend. Oh, he a sick motherfucker, homie. 
Oh, but when you get that kind of money, you go be sick. You ain't got no choice but to be. You got too much money. Mm. Yo, yo, yo. Your fantasies and your imagination, homie, will make you sick with that kind of money. And you ain't a, you ain't a, you don't, you're not a God-centered, moral compass kind of guy. You fuck your friend, your, your son's girlfriends. You fuck the same girls that your son done fuck. Homie, that's a sick, you sick, nigga. But uh, me and you couldn't get away with that. Me and you couldn't. That's why the Bible describes evil people being in high places like Puff Daddy. Evil don't exist down here. It exists up here. It lurks down here, but it exists up here. And we're all of us down here trying to go up there with evil. Right. It, almost everything up here is evil. Jay-Z, Tyler Perry, you can't get up here if you ain't evil, my niggas. It's a glass ceiling for those that's not evil. You can only go that high if you evil. Strong words. Oof. You can only go that high if you evil. Hey. Because that's where evil exists. Goodness always come down here. Mm. But there you have it, there you have it. So with that being said, who up here have you ever seen come down here? That's why I say, man, y'all had Mark Cuban down here. There you go. Goodness came down here, homie, and he stayed down here. They say he parked across the street in a Plymouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a Plymouth. It paid on the meter. It paid on the meter. <laughs> Evil wouldn't do that. Evil wouldn't even came down here. But he climbed up there, homie, if you know his story. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Man. Remember I told you when I was a kid, I had a dream. I climbed the ladder up to heaven and I came back down here. Yeah. It all makes sense when I'm dead and gone right now. Just enjoy the show, man. I'm out. Hey, there you go, man. <laughs> Charles and White and this motherfucker. The realest of the real life three stars, man. He's going to give it to you, man. Yeah. Ah. Shout out to real life three stars, nigga. Hold Hey.